episode 398 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. Welcome, everybody. My name is Glenn, and I am joined by Josh. How's it going? Hi there. We're all kind of beat up. We're, we're like in review season big time. And apparently <laughs> yeah. Josh got everything on the same day. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Little Big Planet 3, which I played the hell out of. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got an email that said, hey, here's your review code for Never Alone. And I went, huh, what? <laughs> Yeah, I saw Which, you were playing that. I'm like, wait, awesome. you should be playing Little Big Planet three. Where'd that come from? Yeah, well, I I finished Little Big Planet three. Oh, okay. And then I had that, and I played that last night and finished it. Got a hundred percent in the trophies. Uh, just so you know. And then, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I got screwed out of all of my trophies on Far Cry four. No, oh. because uh, I got the retail one today, and my save file is coming up corrupt in the in the main game. Nice. Yeah. I do it all over again. It's just because uh, I had a pre-release version, by the way, folks. It's not anything wrong with the game. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Always to me. But. So, yeah. So I, I played that. I had to write both those reviews. Uh, I just got Lego Batman 3 in the mail today. PS3 and PS4. Yes. Uh, I don't know if... Grand Theft Auto Five is coming. We never know. <laughs> and Assassin's Creed. I never do up. not think we're getting Assassin's Creed. I heard the Giant yeah. Bomb even had to buy their own copy. Yeah. Yeah, and, and right now we have so much on our well, plate, we're not going to go buy games for review. But Assassin's Creed, that was that was clearly <laughs> clearly they knew something was up. Yeah. Well, we'll talk when, about that in a while, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I bring up, I brought up a couple times, like when I got to play it at that um, that Sunset Overdrive event, and in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's still early, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a second, it comes out in like two weeks, when I talk to you about it, I think. Yeah. And you're like, wait, it comes out in two weeks, huh? Oh, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, just remember, folks, so- Ubisoft lied to you! <laughs> What about Far Cry 4? Oh, oh maybe. We'll see. So uh, this week we're talking some new releases. Wow, pretty light. Really well, light. Holy shit. Next week is Black Friday. Uh, Who's bringing games yeah, out? Yeah, that's, that's a good point. A uh, few news items, what we're playing and watching. Uh, Josh's review of Never Alone, my review of Far Cry 4, and Josh's review of Little Big Planet 3, and maybe a couple emails to round everything out at the end of it. We'll see. And I'll tell you right now, I well, I have a pretty good idea where Glenn's uh, score is going to go, and it's we're not going to have tens across the board even without Glenn's. I'll tell you that. Ooh. There's a there's a there's a bombshell for you. Well, you know, it, I've had this in the back of my mind, and I have not read anything that Josh has done on either of these reviews. I haven't heard anything about him. Um, but in the back of my mind, I was always concerned, and I shouldn't be because. The uh, the Vita one was good, but Little Big Planet three not being done by Media Molecule now. That's true. But I was really impressed with what I saw at the thing at E three. They seemed very passionate about it. They had been working on the other games, so they know the ecosystem and that sort of thing. But I'm I'm curious and and 
something that doesn't happen very often. PR actually emailed me and asked, like, oh, so how are things going with Little Big Planet 3? Really? Yeah, and I went, I have no idea. Josh is doing it. And <laughs> I said to email you, and I don't think they did. Well, it's done. I mean, the review is done. The score is set. Or this could be that Neverlone is a big bomb, too. Who knows? Or And or bomb. Could be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, well... Well, but I mean, you you spoke very highly of it. You you know, you did the interview and and you spoke very highly of it when yeah. you saw it. Obviously, it was early though, so you just never know. And that, well, that was the thing. I I was nervous about a couple of things. That's why I've been talking about it on Twitter and saying, you know, I don't know. We'll see. You know, I, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I I hope it's going to be good. Yeah. And I hope they can pull it off. And Little Big Planet three. I went in. Uh, you know, knowing what we saw at E3 and everything and things either were better or worse or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see. Which is how things go. It'll be yeah. interesting. Can I be more vague? Well, but I mean, that, that is one thing that Josh and I really never do. We, we don't talk very much during the week, especially about stuff that we're going to talk about on the podcast. So, um, yeah. that's why a lot of times when we're, <laughs> when we're reacting to something, it's actually genuine. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But for now, Quit worrying about that crap and do the new releases. The new releases. Yeah, this one's easy after last no week's uh, novel. After it took us an hour to do the new releases. Literally an hour. Yeah. So this week we only have a couple here uh, for PS4. Uh, there's only one game, really. Yeah. And and the rest is all like bundles and stuff like that. There's no other games. So the only game that dares to release on Black Friday week in the U.S. <laughs> You're crazy! Is uh, the PS4 version of Akiba's Trip Undead and Undressed. And it's forty nine ninety nine, which is a nice yeah. price for that game. Yeah. Uh, this was the game that came out on the Vita. Fun game. Funny game. And that's nice. That's pretty cool. They They just said, oh yeah, guess what? We're bringing it to PS4 as well. And everybody was like, wait, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? What? Because usually when you so, see something that comes out on Vita, it comes out on PS3 instead. You know, or, yeah. 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 Huh. This is nice. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, then we have a couple of uh, PlayStation 4 bundles, Black Friday bundles. There are a lot that will be coming. Uh, and yeah. a lot of games next week are crazy, crazy prices uh, because... Well, Amazon, we don't know. We can pretty much guess that Amazon will at least try to match yeah. the low prices in most of the stores. But the stores seem to be going all out with crazy deals to get people in the doors and get stuff sold. Because they count on you going for those two games, getting there. Those two games aren't there. And then you'll just buy other stuff because yeah. you're yeah. there. Well, I mean, um, and plus this bundle, I mean, Sony had to do something. Cripes. The, they're next to giving away Xbox 360s now. There's a there's a coupon at Kohl's where you can get one of the bundles for like two seventy something. Holy shit! I mean, pretty soon they're gonna mail these out like wrapped. They're gonna have their weekly shopper wrapped around it. Here you go. Yeah, I, this is crazy. I don't know if this is Microsoft being that aggressive, or if it's the fact that some of these companies have bought a ton of Xbox Ones and up until recently they haven't really sold as well as they wanted them to. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I get the feeling it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, Microsoft, we saw, they did the temporary holiday price drop. That'll never be temporary. Uh, because they're really trying to push that 
those sales and, and get those things out the door. And I think a lot of, a lot of stores do have excess inventory at this point. And they're looking at their inventory of both of them. And they're like, look, we really have to get this thing moving. So here's our chance. Black Friday is the time when you discount it heavily and count on people to buy everything else to make up that shortfall, you know? Mm. By the way, you may so, have to hold off in your little big planet three pa- uh, uh, review because the patch just hit. <laughs> no, that's the second patch. I know, and they had already announced it. They they sent me in the they sent a review guide, and in the review guide it said there's a there's a patch right now yeah. which I already put yeah. in and I played with, and they said and here's the other patch and this is what the other patch will fix the day one patch. Yeah, they just emailed that the patch is out now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Thanks great. for giving us some time. Uh, well, that was a day one patch anyway, so I was expecting. Yeah, you know, yeah. I actually. Well, well, I'll talk about it when we get there. I just like the. <laughs> I just like the timing. I was laughing at that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, at least the two PlayStation Four Black Friday bundles that will be at Amazon.com are, and these are the, this first one especially is freaking nuts. Yeah. If you did not have a PS3 or you didn't pick up these games on the PS3, here's the way to jump in. Uh, you get your PlayStation 4, you get Grand Theft Auto 5 and The Last of Us Remastered for three ninety nine ninety nine. <laughs> Although it is funny that the two awesome. games they have bundled in are both remasters, essentially. Yeah, you know. but uh, two of the best games on the PS3 Agreed. and two of the best games on the PS4. Yeah. I'm... I'm I can't see that they're going to screw up Grand Theft Auto Five no. on the PS4. No, people have actually been uh, a lot of the bigger sites have been streaming it already, and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I don't expect GTA Five to be anything but awesome. And just think of how many hours of gameplay you just get with these two games, <laughs> and both of online. I mean, it's yeah. that's a, a slamming deal. I know I should say that slamming, but I'm white, so I'm going to say slamming. That is a slamming deal. So the other bundle would also get you hours of gameplay, oh, potential hours of gameplay <laughs> for both of them. Uh, I'll put it out there like that. Uh, this one includes Lego Batman three and little big planet three a, for three ninety nine ninety. It's a great deal for kids then. Uh, I mean, they've, they've done these, these well, are two very different bundles, but at the same time, both bundled with really good games. But, Maybe you say kids, but uh, Little Big Planet, I think, is a little complex for for. Well, actually, kids. I think it's for a little bit. Or Lego Batman Three, I think, is a little complex. I was talking to uh, yeah. Janina the other day because she got her copy of Far Cry Four finally, and I said, and she's like, "Oh, I did this and I did this," and I said, "Yeah," and I'm totally stuck in a game made for an eight year old. <laughs> it's not though. I mean, the Lego games. I know. Yeah, they're they're really they're made to be played with a parent and a child. I know together. Or, you know, an older child and a child because a child, they're Josh. really not made for little kids. They're they're just they're they're not. No, I, um, I it, it, but when you when you think about you know how they make sure that it's G rated essentially, you know, it's it's you know, yeah, and it, it just feels like it's made for a kid, and then you find out how complex some things are. I'm like, wow, well, like yeah, I, I would never think to do this and do this, and it looks so obvious, and it's not, and yeah. Well, I was playing Lego, uh, the movie, yeah, because uh, Mason wanted to see it again. So we're sitting there. I'm like, okay, let's let's continue on in our game here. So I'm playing it, 
And I hit a point and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't I, I'm walking around in circles. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do you know, here. I hate to admit it. I looked something up last night. <laughs> I did. I, I figured I could, it out. And, and then when I, when, I, when I finally found the spot that I, that I got to that I couldn't figure out, I went, I would have never thought to do that because it told me to do this one thing. Yeah. I was kind of pissed. Yeah. yeah. I eventually figured it out. But it, between me not knowing and then eventually figuring it out, he wanted to play, so I handed him the controller and said, this one moves moves the character, and he was totally holding it and moving the character around the screen. Yeah. And I'm like, this is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was getting it. And then at one point, he wanted me to move it, and then he wanted to do stuff. And I said, here, push the square button. Push, 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 because that's like the punch button. Right. And I'm running, or the shoot button when you have a gun. I'm running around. And I'm like, push, 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 push. He's like, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So, all right, that's that's it for PS4. PS3 just has a weird, oddball thing called the Geotech, the Geotech VX3 Black Wired Controller, and it is fourteen ninety nine. Okay. It has vibration feedback via rumble motors and comfortable design. Okay. That's what they say on the packaging. Some of these I mean it, does it just look exactly like a DualShock 3? Uh no, it looks like a fat DualShock 3. A flat DualShock 3. Fat. Oh fat. So it's kind of go back to the DualShock original uh, Xbox controller. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very bulked up. Uh, the PlayStation button is just a nondescript black button. The uh, triangle, circle, square, and cross do the old Logitech thing where, you know, they're the shapes, but then they're broken up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're not the exact shape. They're... They they've got cuts in the middle of all the all the shapes basically, uh-huh. so they can't get sued for that. Uh, oh, you'll get sued, yeah, Mister. It's, it's uh, I don't know. It's a fifteen dollar controller. I don't know. Do you know how many DualShock threes I have? <laughs> I don't know how you. Yeah. Plus, it's wired. That's the crazy thing. Yeah, well, maybe some people prefer that. They don't want to deal with with batteries and charging. I, I guess it's a huge problem. It's a weird thing to bring out this eight years into the life cycle yeah. of the PS3. Well, I think it was Nyko sent me a wired PS3 controller like years ago, and it was crap. I plugged it in, mm. and it was crap. It just felt it was almost it was almost the same design as the DualShock Three, but it just felt terrible. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Some of that stuff makes no sense to me. Very strange. Just bring it up. People will buy it. Anyway. Very strange. All right. All right. Well, let's do this news. I know you want to do the first one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Telltale Games has finally spoken up about Game of Thrones. Ooh. And guess what? It's a six-episode series. <laughs> what? Well, every one of their games up to this point, 
you know, in this type of series has been four episodes. Has it? It has, has it? No. Or has it been five? No, it's Have they been six, five? Isn't it? Wait a minute. Look, I have a kid. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were being sarcastic. Uh, no, wait. Were they five? I thought they were... F- I thought Back to the Future was six. Five? Wasn't it? Oh, I, I thought the wolf, uh, wolf Among Us was six, I thought. Was it six? Pretty sure. I don't know. I only got the first one. I haven't paid attention to anything. I've, I've been playing Far Cry 4 and packing my apartment. Well, my brain has been wrapped up in Little Big Planet and well, Never Alone for the past five days, so I don't know much myself <laughs> at this point. Excuse, all right, excuse so they're probably boy. they're probably all six episodes, and my brain just sucks right now. Yeah. Okay, so what happens is uh, how the, everybody was wondering how they were going to make this work. Um, so what they're doing is they're taking one of the families that was in the books. Uh, they haven't appeared in the TV series. Uh, they are the Forrester family. Dr. Clayton Forrester? Well, see, I've read the first three books. I don't remember that name at all. <laughs> Maybe they show up later or something, but I mean, there's a lot to follow in those books, but I don't remember that name. Hmm. Um, of course, again, kid, you know, what do I know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, everything will be fine when the second one comes, folks. They're from the north. Yeah. They're from the north. Well, at that point, I'm just putting. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so they're from the north and they're loyal bannermen to the Starks. And ooh, the story takes place after the events of season three of the TV show. And it will wrap up around the start of season five. Mm. Interesting. So wait. So it basically takes place all in season four is what we're saying. Yeah. After season three and wraps up at the start of season five. So season that would four. mean season four. With bookends. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, you are the foresters. I guess you're, you're involved, you know, you're sort of tangentially involved in everything that's going on there. Uh, Okay. I mean, I'm in because it's Game of Thrones and it's Telltale. Sure. And yeah, should be cool. Yeah. Should be cool. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, I've, I'm probably not going to play it, but that's why we have you. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, well, see, I'm hoping, I mean, because they mentioned that it's House Forester, and they control the majority of the Ironwood Forests, much to the chagrin of their bitter, bitter rivals, House Whitehill. Mm. I, I hope it's not just these two houses fighting against each other. And oh, look, there's Tyrion who happened to stop by. Yeah. And, hey, everybody! Uh, <laughs> no dragons yet, huh? All right, I'll, I'll see you later. Yeah, it's, I, I hope that's not all it is. That's pretty much all I know about the series. Hey, I'm afraid that's what it's going to be now. Just reading ah, that. Come on. Telltale's proved you wrong so far. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, again, I only played, yeah, it was just the first episode of Wolf Among Us. Um, but, uh, 
I loved what they did with it. I loved uh, that one. I'm still confused by though. And I guess I have to finish the whole thing. Uh, I have to get the whole thing and then finish the whole thing. Um, But what threw me off about that was that they said it was Canon. Yeah. And well, all right. I'm spoilers. People. (laughs) I've never seen the show, Josh. It's not a show. I'm talking about Wolf Among Us. Oh, 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 oh. Um, so spoilers for anybody who didn't read the, the, the books. Um, somebody gets killed. Somebody gets their head cut off. Right. Uh, in the middle of the first episode of um, Wolf Among Us. But that person is, well, so, so, there's deaths that screw everything up. (laughs) Somebody gets their head cut off, but they're alive in the books. Uh, There's another character that gets killed in the first book, but is alive in this. Mm. Like the two can't happen together. There's something wrong there. (laughs) There's, There's something very wrong. So I'm assuming if I finish all these things, that we'll find out that one of those people wasn't actually that person mm. or something. I, I, I don't know, but the two characters, one is dead, one is alive. And in in the game, one is a, the other one is alive and the other one's dead. Like it's impossible if this is Canon and this is part of the whole series. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's, it baffled me. As I finished it, I was like, what? This doesn't work. (laughs) I'm like, maybe it's a prequel. No way, it can't be a prequel because this person is now dead and they're alive in the books. I'm I'm lost. Mm. I'm confused. So I don't know how it all works. Yeah. Interesting. That's not really a spoiler, but no, uh, because I was going to say who they were, but I I won't. Don't don't be Um, mean. Don't be that guy. Yeah. 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 Um, It's weird. So. Believe me, I would love to spoil Interstellar, but I'm not going to. No, don't. No, I won't. All right, let's move on to. So this one, the next I'm in, in, insanely excited for, and the timing couldn't be better. So as, as I mentioned, uh, I'm actually moving back to my house in Marshfield in a couple of weeks. Uh, moving back and uh, going to start my own endeavor up there. Uh, so actually, that's why I'm going to be gone tomorrow, and that's why the podcast is going to be out on Wednesday because I won't have internet up there. Uh, so this is great because I didn't want to get cable when I get up there because Charter is over, overly priced and I just don't like Charter. I'm going to get the internet from somewhere, but uh, I'm not going to have TV. And Sony coming to save the day, hopefully. Uh, so they announced uh, officially their PlayStation View uh, service, which is a new cloud-based TV service. <laughs> but, <laughs> all right, wait a second. How long do you think it's going to take before it gets to bumfuck Wisconsin? Well, no, that's the whole thing. It's all over the internet. It doesn't matter where you're at as long as you're in the U.S. Uh, phased rollout starting in New York, followed later by Chicago, Philadelphia, and Los I Angeles. I have faith. God damn it. <laughs> all right. Well, plus, they're going to have a beta, so <laughs> I have faith. Well, starting ah, in New York, I got my York, Chromecast, so. and I ordered one of those little Amazon sticks, too, to see how that all thing right. goes. So I got, I got my services and stuff. I just have to go to bars to watch the Packer game every week, and that just means I have to get all drunk on, on Sundays. Oh, no. Uh, so, uh, well, beta started, an, what, what's that? What? You can't get an HD TV antenna? No, not where I live. Pick We've up been the through this before. Marshfield is, in, is smack dab in the center of the state, but it's, it's, uh, it's kind of on low ground. And I looked it up already. 
And so build a tower. That's what I have to do. There. I have to put a tower 40 feet up. That's perfect. Yeah, I'm not putting a 40-foot tower at my house for, <laughs> for four channels. That's perfect. No, it's not four channels because it's like 12 channels yeah, but, because yeah, but eight each of those channel gets like four channels. Yeah. yeah. I've been to Mark, Mark so Sanger's you house. Can watch- Mark Sanger lives right in the middle of Milwaukee and he barely gets any channels. <laughs> you can watch Downton Abbey a lot. Oh, You'll be set. God. It's perfect. <laughs> no. No, thanks. But anyway, so this is exciting for me. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but who knows. So basically, this is to get, quote-unquote, cable TV to your PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4. Uh, And I would almost equate this a little bit to what uh, Google Fiber does in cities like Kansas City, uh, where it's all over the Internet now. And AT&T U-verse is kind of the same thing, where it's all IP-based. But instead of having to have a service from, from a specific provider, you still have internet from whoever you want to have internet from, and you, and you use your PlayStation to, uh, to be the box for you. So this is pretty cool. Uh, <clears throat> because then I don't have to worry about, like, if Google Fiber is ever coming to my town, which, I mean, you talk about this coming to bumfucked nowhere in Wisconsin. There's no way Google Fiber will get up there anytime soon. But now, all right, I've... I've thought of another problem this is what i do i think of problems uh-huh. <laughs> um, you're such a you're such a pessimist well i i love the idea but then i immediately think all right why won't this work and it will work. here's well here's the next problem yeah. though uh so somebody like me i have the nhl package and i have well the nhl package you already have no, the that NHL doesn't matter. package. It doesn't matter. The NHL package doesn't matter. All right. But the the other uh, – what are they? Oh, like HBO Go and Cinemax Go and, and – th- or Cinemax, well, those, Yeah, but those is. are all tied to your cable company. But HBO already announced that they're going to do an a la carte service that doesn't require a cable company. Okay, HBO did. Yes. But the rest of these people well, but, haven't. You know, it's a process, and this is what we've needed to happen for years. And it's exciting to see that this is finally happening a little bit. Now the problem is, you know, finally uh, President Obama came out and basically told the FCC that they need to yeah. fix things so that we have net neutrality. Thank you, El Presidente. Because yeah. that needs to happen, too. All this regulation. Thanks, Obama. Well, I mean, everybody was, was, <laughs> was I think, genuinely concerned when – he hires on the guy to run the FCC who used to be a lobbyist for Comcast. Yeah. I mean, how much more of a conflict of interest could you have? Oh, no. No, not at all. No. So that's the thing is, is you know, we've got a lot of problems going on in this country, which is hilarious because everybody here always thinks that we have the best technology and everything else. We don't. We have great technology, but our Internet infrastructure is still just an absolute disaster. And until we get some regulation, and maybe the government does need to step in and help regulate this like a phone company because, you know, the phone companies had the monopolies back in the day. Same thing with uh, Comcast buying out, what is it, Time Warner or whatever? Or one of, I don't know, one of that big merger. They uh, got to watch this NBC, yeah. actually. Yeah. So, anyway, so I, I know I'm rambling, but it's, it's, it really pisses me off because where I live, we can only get charter. That's it. For TV or or DirecTV, and I hate DirecTV. And maybe it's better, but I have the dishes up in my house. I had DirecTV for a while, but I had to run cables to all these different rooms in the house and all this other bullshit. But did you have the dishes forty feet up on the house? No, they're on this. Well, I have a two story house, so. Oh, but it was. But I mean, I had to run feet? coax cables like into all these other rooms. It was a pain in the ass. So. So I don't. I don't want DirecTV, and and people always say, "Oh, why don't you get dish?" Or direct? No, I don't want that. Well, wait. 
how do you, if you have charter, don't you still need the coax cables running into every room? Well, I do. I have a panel downstairs, but back in the day I didn't. And the guy actually like ran one of the cables through the freaking wall even. It, oh, I hate it. <laughs> I, mean, I seriously just hate it. So, yeah, I, I didn't like their service. And, th- and then, well, the thing with, with DirecTV back then is I got it because I want to be able to watch the Packer games. And that year, they were actually saying that the blackout rules weren't going to apply anymore. They were flat out saying blackout rules shouldn't apply to you because of where I live. So I said, okay, I'm going to get it, and I'm going to get the NFL package. And then, sure enough, blacked out the first day. I'm like, what the fuck? All of a sudden, their website changed that day. Their website changed and said I'd be blacked out, and I lost it. I like threatened lawsuits, so I had yeah. so I ended up getting the NFL package for free. I'm like, yay! I said I still can't watch the Packer game on this, and and back in the day, that's when Fox didn't support HD. Really, they had their own HD because they went with a different format than NBC and, and CBS and ABC because uh, their infrastructure, the, the technology that Fox went with, was cheaper and it was 720p instead of 1080i. And I couldn't even get the games in HD at my house with this nice big HD TV that I had. It, it was it was like this pivotal year where things started changing after that. <laughs> it freaking sucked. Like I ended up pretty much going to bars all the time to watch the games because I just despise having charter. And the only time I usually ever have cable in the house is when uh, the Packers are playing because I can watch the Brewers games on the MLB package. Uh, I just have to wait 90 minutes, but I can listen to Bob Uecker on the radio, and I'm fine. But the football games, that's that's different. So, uh, anyway. So, anyway, PlayStation View, which I keep hearing everybody else, there's like three companies in Europe that have services that are called View. So I don't know how they're going to go away with this, but whatever. It's basically IP, IP-based cable, but you're not tied to a specific provider. PlayStations are going to be your provider. Uh, and they keep saying the whole leverage is the power of the cloud, blah, 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 but... It's internet-based TV, basically. Uh, so they're going to have this really cool search feature, which actually their search fe- functionality and everything sounds really good. I'm a little worried about it still because I've seen some search features on PlayStation that kind of sucks. <clears throat> Just saying. Uh, the service makes the past three days of popular programming available without the need to schedule recordings, too. Uh, and this is my biggest concern, obviously, is I can't use my TV mm. with it. Well, I, I don't care about that. But well, I do. I mean, I know you do. Um but uh, most people out there now have the DVR on their cable box. Yeah. My concern and everybody with a child, their concern is that three days is no good. Well, that's what Netflix is for. I have a kid that still wants to watch stuff that is sitting on the DVR upstairs from two months ago. You know, But isn't that why Netflix Kids exists? Netflix Kids doesn't have these programs. Uh. That's why they're on the DVR upstairs. Well, my kid just watches the wrong channel of TV. You're just a bad parent. My kid, my kid watches great TV. I don't know, man. Uh, so anyway, viewers can save their favorite shows to the cloud without storage restrictions or scheduling conflicts. Once viewers tag a favorite show, they will automatically have access to episodes of that show for 28 days so that they can watch the, on their own time. PlayStation View is simple to navigate, blah, 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 blah. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> then they're going to do an invite-only beta, which obviously I won't get into. Uh, PlayStation View will initially offer around 75 channels per market from the following major programmers, including local broadcast stations, which is huge that they got that, uh, yeah. so the viewers can enjoy their favorite movies, TV shows, and sports pra- programs. Yeah, that'll never work in Marshfield, I guarantee you. Uh, I think they just ran fiber to uh, the Fox station last year up in Wausau. Not sure. 
Uh, so they're going to have CBS. At launch, PlayStation View will offer uh, the live linear signal from CBS Television Network's uh, owned and operated TV stations in select leading markets in addition to on-demand primetime programming. So if it's a local broadcast, it's just going to be live. You can't schedule it or anything else like that. Uh, so a bunch of Discovery stuff. So Discovery Channel, TLC, Animal Planet, Investigation, Discovery, Science. Oh, the Oprah Winfrey Network. I'm in. Uh, Discovery Family Channel, 11 more brands. Uh, the, another one that's huge, Fox. So you're going to be getting uh, FX, FXX, FXM, which I have no idea what that is, National Geographic, Nat Geo Wild, additionally Fox Sports, National and Regional Programming Services, Fox Sports 1, Fox Sports 2, BTN, uh, which is a Big Ten network, which is huge for us, uh, Fox's regional sports coverage, including the Yes Network and Prime Ticket. Uh, the agreement also covers Fox's owned and operated television stations. Wow. And that's funny because Fox is usually one of the worst to deal with from what, um, from what I've read in the past. See, I don't know how Fox owns the Yankees. Uh, I don't know. That's the S Network. Oh. Well, I'm That's sure it's an you know, exclusive deal like uh, that Madison Square Garden Network or whatever. Well, yeah, the Madison Square Garden is cable vision. Yeah. So ooh, I don't know where that's ever going to show up. Like all the – basically all the Rangers, uh, Islanders, Devils games are off the board with this until they figure that one out. Um, but NBC Universal, which includes NBC Sports Network, so yeah, yeah, uh, there's that. So uh, local off all local offerings from NBC, Telemundo, regional sports networks, as well as Bravo, CNBC, E. Ugh. Well, at least I can watch the soup. Uh, NBC SN, uh, Oxygen, Sprout, Cefi, USA Network, and more. Uh, Scripps Networks Interactive, so that's HGTV, uh, HGTV, Food Network, Travel Channel, do it y, uh, DY, DIY Network, I always want to say do yourself, <laughs> do yourself, yo, uh, and the Cooking Channel, Viacom, which is BET, uh, Palladia, oh god, uh, CMT, Comedy Central, MTV, Nickelodeon, Palladia, Spike, VH1, and more, transparent pricing with no commitments, uh, so it's going to be a la carte, it looks like. I, I, I'm really curious on how they're going to handle the pri- pricing and the different packages that they're going to have. Uh, but this is, honestly, this is a great step forward for a la carte pricing, and I'm extremely thrilled with this. So, um, But the month-to-month stuff is the best part about it. Yes. There's there's no equipment rental fees. There's none of that. Right. You can just, just gonna be an say, hey, this month I want it, and you can watch it for a month, yep. and then you don't have to watch it again next month. You don't have to pay for it again next yeah, month. Yeah, so if you, you don't just, have like NBC or whatever and you want to watch the Olympics when it comes up, boom. Get on there. You got the Olympics, and then you're done when, the, when it's done. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, no contracts, maximum flexibility as PlayStation View will be offered on a month-to-month basis without any penalty or customer service hassles for cancellation. Because it's going to be an app, I'm sure, uh, just like yep. you do now for Netflix and everything else. Uh, let's see here. No equipment or installation charges, obviously, with broadband internet service and a PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 3 system. There's no need to install or rent any additional equipment. Uh, I noticed they don't say PlayStation TV. And that was one thing I was like, oh, maybe down the, the road they'll hell? add it for PlayStation TV and uh, and Vita. I mean, that'd be really cool. But obviously, w- with them rolling out to certain markets, I'm sure that's why they haven't done it yet. This almost sounds like the, there was another would... TV service that was doing for fine for a while, and the FCC shut them down finally. I can't remember, because they had it in Chicago for a long time. I just don't remember what it's called. But they were kind of skirting around the issues. They weren't really getting the right deals in place. I think mm-hmm. that's what killed them. 
Well, I'm sure Sony is. Oh, I'm sure Sony, yeah. But, I mean, you got to remember, Sony's a huge media company, too. So I'm sure they have a lot of deals in place already. They have a partnership with the Yankees. Maybe that's how they got yeah. the S Network. Could be. So at the bottom here, like I said yeah. earlier, phased rollout starting in New York, uh, followed later. So me, I want my beta preview you. dealing. Fuck you. Uh, no. Fuck you. Hey, <laughs> you're not going to get a beta. You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> All right. New York followed by Chicago. Live in a real city. Followed by Chicago, oh. <laughs> Philadelphia, <laughs> and Los Angeles. Uh, the service will also become available on iPad shortly thereafter. So, now, that you makes know. no sense. <laughs> because every Sony phone and tablet are Android. And then they go to well, iPad. For, it makes no sense. Well. That's and later on more Sony and non Sony devices. Yeah, that's still that's weird. iPad first. Yeah, that's stupid. Well, I mean, there's a lot of iPads, but actually, Android's been kicking its butt. I have an iPad Mini though, so that's fine. And first quarter 2015. Yeah, I really is the really plan. Hope I can get it up there. I, God, I doubt ah, it. Fuck you. <laughs> Be realistic. Because I would actually, I would use it. But I mean, the thing yeah, is, but be I've become, realistic. Well, I've, I've become so so used to um, using just my Chromecast and and you know all that stuff now that I, I honestly don't miss cable until I get because I have cable here now, and it's weird because it's the same viewing uh, uh, viewing habits that I had when I had cable before, where I'll just leave it on all the time. But when I don't have cable, I'll just I'll binge watch stuff. And I was getting through a lot of stuff really easily. It was great. And then I've just got stuff like movies I can throw in or whatever else if I want to have noise. Because my movie watching has, has been lower because I've been here with cable. That's just not good. Hmm. All right. Well, we were talking GTA Five a little bit before because it'll be out. Well, it'll be active for me. Well, for all of us in about four hours and 20 minutes. Yeah. If you pre uh, pre-downloaded it. By the way, I, I, I want to think that maybe I had a little part in Sony finally figuring out that everything needs to unlock at midnight Eastern. Because I, I went on that tirade about Destiny. Well, you can think it if you want. Well, I mean, I know people at Sony it saw true. it because I talked to somebody after and <laughs> they were all talking about it because it, it upset me. You know, they were they were literally like uh, uh, like penalizing people for buying the digital version if they weren't in the Eastern time zone. Because people could go out to the store and buy it at midnight and play it right then and there. But they made everybody wait until midnight Pacific time for the digital version. And that's crap. If you're going to push the digital version on us so much, you can't penalize people for doing that. Yeah. And I got really vocal about it on Twitter. And it wasn't about the, that I couldn't play the game at midnight. I didn't care. But I thought it was really crappy. I, I thought that you know, you're, trying to, you're trying to drive people to do digital sales. Why would they do that if they can go get it two hours earlier if they're, if they're that kind of person still that likes to go to the midnight, you know, uh, start playing it at midnight? It just bothered me. So I, I want to say that I had a little part in that. Well, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> let me have that, Josh. I don't know. One that, I, I, I never get anything from you. Oh, right. <laughs> you, always, you, you come after me about snipers even though you don't play first-person shooters. Yes, I do. You do not. Yes, Online. I do. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Extra life doesn't I'm count not always, sometimes. I I'm not always playing on my own account. Blah blah blah. Huh? I ha 
have other accounts. <laughs> You're Ladyhawk, aren't you? Yeah. Damn it, I knew it. I am. I thought it sounded like a voice changer. Actually, I'm Revy. <laughs> That's why it's always a voice changer on there. Why would you why would you even own up to that? Because <laughs> that's why there's always a voice changer on there. Uh, anyway. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Grand Theft Auto online. Yay. Heists are coming. Finally. Finally. Which is the one thing I really wanted in it in the first place. They will be available on all four consoles as the first GTA Online update to happen after the game launches on PS4. So, like, in four hours? No, well... (laughs) I know. They still need an update. Yeah. So, that's cool. Uh, They have little stats uh, along with that information that there are 33 million global players. Holy shit. Almost 34 million. They're close. Over October 2013 to October 2014. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's 33 million unique or if that's just 33 million that have sessions or played. Something. It can't be sessions. I mean, Cripes, Destiny got that in one month. Uh, wait a second. Five Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wait a minute. Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out these numbers here. Uh, <laughs> Math is hard. People have played two, two point three trillion hours oh my God. <laughs> in two hundred twenty four countries. Uh, Five point nine trillion jobs played. Nine point eight million jobs created. Wow. Two hundred forty five million Snapmatics, which is four hundred thirty two taken per minute. Holy shit! Four hundred twenty two million vehicles owned. 341 million weapons owned. It's like the United States. <laughs> uh, We're not Detroit. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little freaking crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I mean, I, st- I was, I was surprised but when we got on for Extra Life that little bit. There were a lot of people playing still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I'm genuinely excited. I... I Really do want to stay up tonight and play it at midnight and just check it out on PS4 and get all the all my stuff transferred over and so I did the preload. I've got the new. The, there's already a day one patch for it that came down as like 1.5 gig. Uh, I am set for midnight and the timer is is, is sitting there. So uh, I'm probably going to stay up for a little while and play it for tonight when it uh, unlocks finally. I'm psyched. Well, I'm hoping for a for a. Tuesday morning surprise like I got last year. That'd be nice. <laughs> I did email somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I emailed the person that we emailed about the PS3 version. But I don't know if that person's still around. I didn't get a, I didn't get a uh, auto response back saying this person doesn't exist, so I'm I'm crossing my fingers. Hmm. Yeah. And then we can play online, right, Josh? Well, sure. All right, sweet. Heists. Fuck yeah. Oh, I can't. I I hope they work. I hope they're not all bombed out, like Drive Club and Halo. And oh, well, please work. I, I think they've. I think they're. They'll get this right. They they've spent an entire extra year on it. Yeah. I think they'll get it right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Seriously. 
And it sucks because the next two weeks are going to be so freaking busy that I won't even have time to play it. That's why I'm, I'm glad I got through Far Cry 4 before this week. So... Because now I can focus on GTA a little bit and get. Through. I want to get through the story too. I never got through the story on PS3. I just got too busy. So I'm psyched. Yeah. All right, that it for GTA. Yep. All right. Let's do what we're playing and stuff. Wait, you didn't do oh, what? Oh yeah, October Jeez. 2014 MPD, dude. Uh, so the October 2014 MPDs are in. And uh, kind of surprisingly, the PlayStation 4 is still the best-selling console because uh, we all thought that the Xbox One actually might take it over in October. Obviously, November it will. But, uh, yeah, pretty surprising PS4 is still up there. Uh, one of the bigger surprises is that The Evil Within sold extremely well. Uh, yeah. So for the top 10 software, uh, we've got – and also PS4, I believe, passed 15 million consoles. I believe. I don't know if it's in this article or not. Uh, you read the top 10. I'll look. Okay. Uh, so for top 10, NBA 2K15, uh, and they always list the, the consoles in order on how it's sold. PS4, Xbox One, 360, and PS3. Super Smash Brothers for the 3DS is number two. No surprise there. Uh, the Evil Within, though. Uh, PS4, top console. Borderlands, the pre-sequel, top console on 360, then PS3, then PC, which is hilarious. Um, I'm surprised the PCs last on a lot of these. Uh, Destiny again, 360's top, Xbox One, PS4, PS3. Uh, again, attributed to the fact that the PS4, uh, they have the bundle. Um, so that doesn't count into those sales. Uh, Skylanders Trap Team, 360's the top console for that. Then Wii, then Wii U. I like how Wii is still number two. Which doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, I've got friends with kids that have a ton of Skylanders stuff, and they're all on the Wii. I think that's pretty much all they do with their Wii. Uh, next up, FIFA 15. Again, surprising a little bit because uh, this is top on PS4 after all the marketing on Xbox One. And that Xbox One's way down the list. Madden NFL 15 is number 8. Number 9, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor. And rounding out the top 10, Minecraft 360, PS3, PS4. Um, let's see here. Anything else? Uh, yeah, they're talking about like the numbers wise for the evil within still like weren't really, really, really high, but, uh, they're saying that Bethesda should still consider the evil within a success, which I think the I think so too. Hopefully that'll, uh, mean a sequel for that game. Cause it sounds like it's pretty good. Uh, and then they're so, saying Sony confirmed that the PS4 outsold the other <laughs> consoles again, though MPD, Sony and Microsoft didn't give actual numbers on systems sold. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, the first 12 months of sales for Xbox One and PS4 are currently 70% higher than the combined first-year totals of Xbox 360 yeah, and PS3. That's crazy. That's insane. It's, it, it, like I said, you know, we, we've talked about it a few times. Like, all these naysayers, when they were coming out, oh, it's all mobile now. Nobody cares about consoles anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I think you're wrong. Everybody's going back to PC. Yeah, PC Master Race. <laughs> uh huh. So yeah, pretty yeah. cool. Uh, did Did you find anything else? No. Okay. That's That's it. Okay. Uh, I do. It, it is funny though. I was start, I was talking to some guys the other day. You know, we we really think that Xbox One's probably going to be PS4 this month because of the Halo Master Chief Collection. But somebody else made a really good point. And the price drop. And the price drop. Yes. 
that's actually a bigger bigger reason. But somebody mm-hmm. made a really good point. A lot of people are going to associate GTA Five with PS4, just like they're associating a couple of the other games, like Assassin's and Creed Destiny Unity. with PS4. Right, yeah. Assassin's Creed Unity has all the Xbox One stuff on it and everything else, and a lot of people think that GTA Five might actually be enough to hold off the xbox one topping it out which isn't a bad theory when you really think about it and and hearing those numbers of people playing gta 5 on the past systems it's going to be an interesting month and i think that all of the problems they've been having with uh, xbox live when the master chief collection came out is hurting them i mean it's they're still having problems so that's hurting them the same way that you know drive clubs multiplayer was hurting sony uh, and the thing is, also on this list that is pretty surprising, no Sunset Overdrive on the top ten. It's uh, they mentioned that. It uh, hang on, I closed that article because it came out when you know the weekend after I was there for Extra Life, so it was in October. Well, yeah, the very four days in October. Well, um, didn't correct the top. Yeah, but four days. Uh, but they say it did come in at number nine if you count games by console, meaning only the PS4 version of NBA 2K15 oh, and the Xbox okay. One version of because Evil Within. Because these are all cross-platform titles, except for yeah. the, uh, Smash Brothers. And then you get down there, and then it's number nine. Okay. Well, but so are, that's are they, part of the okay. thing. But still, that, I mean, I think they were expecting yeah. more. I'm sure they were, but look at it. I, I think it's more important to see what it does in November. True, uh, because it's a it's a it's a console exclusive. Uh, you know, it's a one platform exclusive there, and it came out with four days in the month. Yeah, against NBA 2K15, Super Smash Brothers, Evil Within, Borderlands pre sequel, Destiny. Skylanders, FIFA 15. Well, you know, but I think also some people might factor in that they were waiting until the Master Chief Collection came out and they were going to buy an Xbox One. They were going to get Sunset Overdrive and Master Chief Collection. Yeah. And that, I, think that, it, I think that's viable as well. That's, that's entirely possible. Sure. You know, and so we should see those sales pick up for this month. Now, whether they'll sustain over the whole month or things will just, the bottom will drop out because Black Friday's coming and people are just going to buy willy nilly just all kinds of crazy shit. I don't know. This is going to be a know? melee this year at Black Friday. It really is. My God. Some of the ads out there are just insane. I know. But the thing is, I really don't think I'm going to be buying anything this year. Oh, I'm not going to be buying anything. No. So. I don't have a job. Eh, I'm not buying. Me neither. <laughs> I'm going to make my own job. So, yeah. Interesting. It's going to be a crazy month. I, I Where I'm really curious is December. I think December is going to be... It's going to be interesting to see what happens on Black Friday, and I think that's going to kind of, um, kind of show you what's going to happen in December to a certain extent. Uh, but I, I just... I, I wonder really if the Xbox One can sustain its sales... Or is everybody that was waiting for the Master Chief Collection going to buy them all in November and just be done with it, and then nobody's going to buy any more? And well, I mean, they'll buy more in December because parents will buy them for Christmas and all that stuff. But is it just going to die right off again in December? Because neither company really has a great uh, uh, exclusive out in December at all. So no. yeah, it's going to be a weird year, I think. 
It should be fun to watch. Get the popcorn. Yeah. All right. Why don't you tell us what you were playing besides uh, Never Alone and Little Big Planet Three? <laughs> well, yeah, Never Alone, Little Big Planet Three, uh, the Lego Movie game, mm-hmm. which I talked about, uh, and then we stopped it. Like at first, he saw the Little Big Planet Three. He saw the the tile on the PS4 for Little Big Planet Three. Okay. He's like, Sackboy. I want Sackboy. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me go upstairs and get the disc. And we get Sackboy. And then he looks over and he sees the Lego the Lego movie game right there. And he's like, I want Lego movie. I'm like, well, make up your mind, man. <laughs> I said, all right, Lego movie. Let's just do that because it's right here. Yeah. So we were playing the game and then he wanted to actually watch the movie. Or, or <laughs> what was going on? Everything no. is awesome. We had food. And I was like, look, I can't eat and play at the same time. Let's just watch the movie. So we watched the movie, um, and that was pretty much it for that. Uh, <laughs> I played – well, let me get into this one because I forgot to talk about this last week. Okay. Uh, I tried to play <laughs> two weeks ago, oh, and everybody on Twitter heard this. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to play Destiny. Why would you think that an MMO would be able to be played without internet connection? Because it doesn't say anywhere on the back of the box really? except in really tiny, tiny, tiny fine print. It says so it says players once again that won. you don't listen to me when I talk about what I played. I'm I'm looking at the box. I didn't expect to be playing offline. I expected to have an internet connection that worked. I expected that I was online. I was online with my PS4. Everything was fine. Yeah. And then I turned on the PS3. I put the game in, and the game just stopped and it said, you need to go online. And I was like, Oh, okay. So go online. And I couldn't go online. And I said, wait, so now I can't play the game at all. And then I looked at the back of the box and it says players one online two to whatever. Yeah. And I said, okay, players one. So I should be able to play offline. Right. So no, you can't, uh, because it's an MMO. Well, I don't care that it's an well, MMO. That's standard for an MMO. I d- well, put it big on the freaking box because you well, know how many people bought that game not knowing it's an MMO? Mm. Knowing it's a – I guarantee there are plenty of people out there. I walk into the store. You walk into Best Buy. You walk into Walmart. You. I walked into Target. Oh, there's that new add-on for the Wii. It's a shame I sold mine you know, or I'd, or I'd get well, that. Yeah. People don't know. People don't follow the game. We do because this is what we do. Right. We are hardcore into this. The people that we play online with, the people that we know, the people that listen are the same way. The rest of the public out there, the other 95% of the public out there has no freaking clue when they walk into the store. And if they pick up Destiny and their kid goes, oh, that's the one that the Halo guys made. That's the one I want. Not knowing because it doesn't say on the box. And I finally found it and I took a picture of it. It's really, really tiny in the fine print internet connection required. Yeah. <laughs> Nowhere else on the box does it say that you cannot play this offline. Nowhere else on the box. And there's no description that would lead you to believe that you couldn't play it offline. So that's a problem. I, you know, I had a problem because something was fucked up with my PS3. Yeah. Uh, 
but for the other millions of people out there who could just walk into the store, pick it up off the shelf, look at the back and go, Oh, look, there's one player. Cool. I can play this and take it home. And then they can't because maybe they don't have online or maybe they don't want to be online. Maybe, you know, they don't have the internet connection. Maybe they have the PS4, but they didn't pay for PlayStation plus. So they can't play it. You know, there's, it needs to be bigger right on the front of the box. Yeah. Internet connection required. No, I, I agree that they should have something on the box that says that, yes. Big but on what the I'm box, saying, Josh, not in fine print. Is that I've talked about that game numerous times. And I've called it an MMO numerous times. I'm just curious as how do you didn't realize that. I, you just don't listen to me. That's all. You can admit it. Nobody listens to me anyway. It's all right. I have a kid. My brain is mush. I don't think about these things. I looked at it. I I tried to play the game. It didn't let me play it. I looked at the box and it said one player. And I said, okay, why can't I play it? Well, there was an even worse thing for a while going on with uh, a few people. It never happened to me. But uh, like I know when Stoffinator got on and Tyler Dog and I can't remember who else. Every now and then they would get into the game and it would freak out and give them a message saying, you need to have PlayStation Plus to play this. And he's like, what? I have it. And they'd have to get out and get back in and then it would sync up right. Oh, that would make me nuts. Yeah. 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 All right. So anyway. So you didn't play Destiny? I still haven't played it, no. Because your PS3 is all, man, you need to burn that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, all the problems we had during Extra Life and now this, you need to just burn that thing to the ground. No, everything was fine during Extra Life. It was when Extra Life ended yeah, yeah. that suddenly I had no audio yeah, on the thing. that's what I mean. Um, all right. So, and the other thing I played, which we both forgot about, was the Tomorrow Children Alpha. I didn't forget about it. I knew you played it this week, so. All right. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say that. So, yeah. And played and that. Ladies and gentlemen. And I streamed Josh it. Josh Langford streamed it. That's right. For like three hours. That's, I've streamed other stuff on my own, not on the PlayStation, uh, not on the PS Nation account. Yeah, why would you want to do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because I like going anonymous. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah, and people were like, "Ooh, you're gonna get in trouble." Yeah, who was it? Um, <laughs> was it Keith? I think Keith got on and said, "Didn't you read the Eula?" Blah 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 blah. Like we got an email from them telling us to stream it. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you just went into Twitch and looked, there were like ten streams yeah. going well, on. Well, Shu was streaming time. every night that week. Yeah, although he's Shu, he's allowed. So yeah, uh, tomorrow, children, it's weird. <laughs> I I almost consider it something like this hybrid between like Minecraft and uh, I don't know. It's weird, yeah. Well, see, that was the thing. By the by, the time I, I I needed to stop, and I was like, "All right, I'm going to stop in a couple minutes." So let me let's see if I can go to jail because somebody said Shu ended up in jail at one point. Oh, no I kidding. was like, "I want I want to go to jail." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "So how can I do this?" And they're like, "Well, you have to like blow stuff up in the town." So I got him one of the guns. And I started shooting and knocking down buildings and stuff, but then I ran out of ammo. And then there's no ammo in any of the guns. And I'm waiting, waiting, waiting for ammo to come back. I'm like, well, this sucks. And I couldn't figure out a way to do anything else that would get me in trouble. 
because I was desperately trying to get in trouble at that point and go to jail. I wanted to see what happened. Uh, but we couldn't make it happen. Yeah. Uh, I so, love the visuals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a good looking game. Um, I have concerns about the depth of the game. And I know everybody on the stream kept telling me, no, no, they kept saying they're going to add this. They're going to add this. And I'm like, gonna want to shine. No, no, no. Uh, well, we have to make sure we say this too, but, uh, what you're playing is an alpha. As it's an alpha. Yes, absolutely. There actually is stuff. There's content that everybody even knows about that has, that isn't in the alpha, like the jet packs and all that stuff. Yeah. So yes, you have a slice of the game in the alpha. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But still, until I see more of it, you know, it's it's cool so you know can you actually talk to somebody else uh in uh, voice chat or was that i didn't i didn't have a headset plugged in up there well you had the camera when i did it the camera was on yeah yeah because the camera's mic would have worked well i don't know if anybody had anything on yeah i'm just curious because i mean it's 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 my understanding of it is that any because you're going out and you're getting resources almost like an RTS. You're, you're out there trying to get wood and you're trying to get uh, precious metal and everything else. But anything you gather actually goes to the community itself. Yes. And you have to build up all these defenses because another community is going to try to attack you. Well, that was the other thing. I'm like, where's this other community? I see nobody nowhere. <laughs> I don't know? know if they just send in missiles at you or something, and you just have to defend again. I don't. I don't know. I, I was just kind of piecing stuff together over the last few days. Yeah, and that was the thing. I walked into it knowing that I saw a trailer for it at E3, and that's all I knew. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? I, I think we're going to try to set up an interview of some sort with either Dylan or somebody else so that they can explain it to us at, at yeah. PSX. Yeah. And that was the thing. Like, I, I hadn't read about it. Was It was... You know, we saw it at E3, but it was off my radar. And then I got an email saying, oh, here's a code and you need to stream it and go. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so I walked into it going, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on yeah. here. I, I I know nothing. I'm confused. And people were telling me, oh, try to do this. Oh, go over here. Oh, you need to do this. You know, so I was doing some stuff and I was I was reading some of the stuff that was going on, but there were these tickets that kept coming up. I have no idea what I was doing with those. I'm like, I need to read up on this game to understand what the, what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. With it. It's, it's um, complex. I mean, it's, it is like, I knew like when you shake the tree and you get an apple, you can take the apple back for the community or you can eat it Yeah, to, you know, give, give yourself some strength. Apple. and everything. Uh, so I was eating the apples. That's like the only food in the game from what I've been told. Um, that's what you need to replenish your, your health. So, well, yeah, I was doing that. I'd get on the bus. I'd go out to the, you know, the area to mine stuff and I'd mine some stuff and I'd bring it back on the bus. And I was getting annoyed when people were picking stuff up Yeah, and I'm like, that's mine. And everybody's like, it's for the community. I'm like, I know it's for the community, but it's mine. I want <laughs> to take it to the community. I want to do it. It's a social experiment because it's all based on like what, 1960s communist Russia or something like that. I think it was 60s. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure exactly what the time period is, but it's based on it's, that. All the characters are women. Um, so that's that's a little, like, needs some explaining. But, yeah, there, it almost seems like it's this big social experiment to see how you'll react to being in a, com- uh, like a true communist but, environment or something. I don't know. But all the guard dudes, all the police dudes are dudes. Yeah. Um, 
You're being oppressed. I'm way. being oppressed. I'm being repressed. It was, uh, it's, it's interesting so far. I mean, you pick your class, even though it's communist, nobody's the same. <laughs> you pick your, you're like the worker, you're the, the, the minor, you're the, I think there was a soldier. I can't remember. Mm. Um, but you had a couple different ones you could pick. Uh, and, and, by picking those, you know, they have better agility, they have better speed, they have better this, they have better, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, I need to read up a little bit more on it and I need to play it again. Um, I still have it till, I think it's the 24th. Yeah, it's so next the week. end of the month, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to play it again. Uh, may or may not stream it when I do it. I don't know. Probably stream it. I think you should. Um, so it's, yeah, I need to read up on a little bit more though, before I play it. Uh, so I have some idea of what's going on, but I'm going to jump right in and try to go to jail immediately. Nice. I think that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> do everything I can to end up in jail immediately. If I can do that, uh, just to see if, if it'll happen and to see what happens. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't grow up in a communist state. I mean, Oh, oh, that's what you think, Langford. This is going to open your eyes, man. Uh, apparently, I didn't because I was annoyed with everybody. Like, I want credit for taking it back, even though you don't get any credit for it. It's just in my mind. I want to be the guy that took it back and, you know, put it in the pile. So, fuck you. You must unlearn what you have learned. Fuck you taking my piece of wood. I want to take that piece of wood over there. <laughs> I was. I was getting annoyed by that <laughs> because I'd sit there because – and I know it's it's an alpha and that's partly why. Yeah. Uh, b- b- but maybe that's the way it works in the game because I'd be standing there. I'd, I'd see – I'd go, oh, look, look. There's like a piece of wood over there and I'd go running over and I'd try to pick it up and it wouldn't pick up. Uh, try to pick it up and it wouldn't pick up. And then all of a sudden somebody phases into existence, grabs it and disappears. And I'm like, fucker, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> that was happening to me constantly. <laughs> so it was just making me nuts. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's neat. Yeah. It's, it's got really cool visuals and all. So I was all bummed. I really wanted to play that, but there was no way I was going to do that with Far Cry. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, I think that's it. All right. Well, I didn't play a lot, but I watched four freaking movies, um, which we won't talk about very much, obviously, because I don't think Josh has seen any of them. Uh, nope. Played a ton of Far Cry 4, finally finished it. I was I was actually streaming uh, on Friday after the review embargo went up, and I was getting – I wanted to finish the story, and I kept yelling like, spoilers, spoilers, I might I might be ending the story now. Just I was so worried, but I, you know, I wanted to play it, and people wanted me to stream it, so I uh, got through that. Also played that uh, that core pack that came out for Zen Pinball 2. Uh, this is four tables that originally had come out on Pinball FX on the 360 way, way back in the day. Two of them I like, two of them I don't like. Uh, you can it's, it's kind of fun to play them just to see what their pinball building skills were way back at the start. Yeah, yeah. How, far, how far they've come. Yeah, there's two of the tables I'm not happy with at all, but two of them are, are quite fun, so... Uh, it was it's cool. It was ten bucks for four tables. Cripes two fifty a table. That ain't bad at all. Uh, a lot more Call of Duty: Advanced Warfare. Uh, still playing that online. Still enjoying it quite a bit. Uh, very surprisingly uh, enjoying it. 
And then um, Lego Batman 3. I picked it up, started playing it. It is gorgeous on the PS4. It's uh, awesome, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I have Lego Marvel uh, superheroes, and, and it looked good, but it always looked kind of like they took the PS3 version and just kind of upconverted it, that sort of thing. There was still a lot of pop-in and you know, all yeah. that stuff. This one, there's none of that problem, and the lighting is crazy. Yeah. Uh, like when you're in the Batcave and all the, all these light beams are coming down, you know, and, and just it looks really good. Uh, that first time when the character screen pops up and there's like 140 characters locked, <laughs> you just look at it and say, are you serious? Like, yeah. oh, man. He showed it to me at, at Comic-Con and – there were a bunch that were unlocked and I was like, can I get, he's like, just stay right here. With these. I'm like, Come on. Uh, the writing's good. The, it's, it's a lot of fun. I like how Robin is a complete wuss. Uh, just a little scaredy cat. Uh, this is the Tim Drake Robin, by the way. Um, yeah. I mean, there are things that, that I've never liked about the series and they're still here. I, I don't like the fact that you have to find a save point before you can quit. And they're not, they don't pop up very often. Uh, I'm one of those kind of people that, you know, if I need to do something, I just want to hit hit the options button, say save, and move on. And you can't do that here. And you'll lose a good chunk of progress at some points if you, if you quit early. Uh, the other thing is, like you know, we've talked about it before. The, the, I think sometimes there's a complexity there that doesn't need to be there. And, like, sometimes you just don't realize that you need to change to a different suit, that sort of thing. Uh so that confuses me every now and then. And like I said, I had to look something up because I was just befuddled because they were telling me to use Cyborg's magnet suit. And I'm like, all right. So I was doing that, doing that. And all of a sudden I got to this point. I'm like, what do I do? So I finally looked it up and like, oh, use use Cyborg's like blaster suit or something. Like, what? I'm like, what? It, but, but it told me to use the – oh. Uh, it all, it's also funny, and, and I was kind of surprised The Rock knew about this, but there's uh, a level pretty early in the game that's – very similar to Resogun. <laughs> uh, you're fighting all these all these uh, things the Joker sends after you. Uh, the biggest difference is you don't use the right stick to shoot, so you only shoot in the direction you turn, and it's very digital. Oh crap! What? I'm sorry. It's nine fifteen. I forgot to. Oh, you got to put your review on. up. Yeah, I got to put my review well, up. That's fine. I'll talk. As we're talking yeah. in the middle of no, this, no, I just glanced weird. over. No. I'm like, oh, crap. That's not a problem. So Josh has a review Damn to put it. up for Embargo. That's fine. Um, yes. But it, it's really, I mean, it looks great, but it played really cruddy that way because you, there was no, there was like no dead zone going right to left. And half the time I wanted to shoot at him. And, and when you would turn from right to left or left to right, it would move a little bit at the same time. And you would always be too close to the boss character. And, and also... Kind of knowing what you had to do, not even in just that level, but knowing what to do in some other levels, I think it's a little vague too many times. And it was that way in the other LEGO games as well, and I think that's something that they need to improve on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I want to get in and play more, but it scares me a little bit because I have to wait. You know, you're like, all right, you have to commit to at least an hour probably because you're not going to have a save point for another hour. And it, it befuddles me a little bit. So that's all, you know. Yeah, but I think it looks fantastic. Uh, it's fun, you know. There's the little uh, Adam West is littered all the way throughout the game. Hi, I'm TV's yeah. Adam West, <laughs> uh, which he will repeat a few times if you're in a section and you're trying to figure out what to do with him. 
Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it, number one, it, it's it's definitely the best looking Lego game ever made. It's stunning, uh, especially the depth in some of the things and the lighting, like I said. But uh, it's fun and like it, it is really funny. So happy with it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Did you get that cow yet? No, I'm. <laughs> I I think it said I'm only like four or five percent in, and I played for like yeah. three hours. Oh yeah, it's it's a massive. big game. Well, you can tell, but uh, I also love Alfred in it. Alfred's a badass. Like <laughs> uh, he's hilarious. Like he wheels in this entire big cart full of food, and he just kind of takes no shit. It was pretty cool. But no, it's a neat game. I don't know if it's one of my favorite games ever, but it's cool because it's Batman. And um, I was streaming it for a while the other night and just showing some people and and. Uh, it's funny because I didn't realize the save point thing. So I got pretty far into the game and then I had to quit for something. And I came back and I streamed it again. And I was back at the beginning. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, you've got to be kidding me. It didn't save my game. And then I realized it had the save points. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So, But it was funny because when I did the stream then, I knew exactly where to go for like the first hour. <laughs> like, all right, go here, go here, do this. So, But I think they do need need to kind of improve on... Not assuming that people know what to do. I think they assume too much. So, and then movies. Yeah. Well, go ahead. No, it's just, yeah. I mean, they, because a lot of people that play them play a lot of Lego games. So it's one of those things, you know, you, you play that game, you kind of know, you kind of expect, okay, they're going to have something hidden here. Yeah. They're going to have some, it's like every game. But you it's know, not just we, that. Like, there's this one point where, you're trying. You're in the back cave, and you have to go outside in this little like lunar rover thing. But it doesn't really t- like a mech suit or something. Uh, and Robin does it, but it doesn't really tell you anything. Like any, it- it's different controls because you're driving this thing now. Uh oh. What? Uh oh. <laughs> oh, we're gonna lose one listener. We got that we're- message on Twitter today. We're getting. Oh, we did. Got him. I don't know if you. I, 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 no, I didn't see it. It was funny. He like he follows us on Twitter, and then he says, "If I ever Wait, hear did that, you hear that? I can listen anymore." Listen to this. Say it again, Mason. <laughs> what do you say? Don't talk to Glenn. Aww. <laughs> Aww. No, it's don't listen to Glenn. Don't don't listen to Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. Fine, I'll just hang up. Uh, I'm trying to find the tweet, but he he like follows us on Twitter and right away he's like, "I better not hear that kid again, or I'm not going to listen anymore." I'm like, "Well, been nice knowing you." Jeez, I actually responded to him, "Nice knowing you," because you know what's going to happen. Um, really? Yeah. So then, but I I I retweeted it, but I I put that in there, you know, with his message. So then all these people on Twitter are like, what? We love him. Blah, blah, blah. Like, just got all over him. I'm like, no, no, you might be joking. You might be joking. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, did anybody? <laughs> so I tweeted before, did anybody buy Destiny and not, not realize that you needed an internet connection? Stoffinator is the only like, one that what? responded. And he said, Josh Langford. <laughs> anyway. I didn't put it in expecting to play it offline. Can I make that clear? Uh, I ran into a weird situation and I was surprised that it wouldn't because it didn't say anywhere that it wouldn't. Well, but the thing is, so even when you're playing through the campaign, the single player, it allows two other people to join up with you and help you through it. Yeah. So it's all 
it's but a lot of games live. are like that. But I mean, if no, you're online. The one thing Destiny does really, really well is that it's a lot more integrated than most games that say they can do that. Destiny actually does. And even when you're on the different surfaces, on the moon, on, on Mars, and everything else, there are things that are handled by their online servers. They're not in the game itself. So that's why you have to have a connection. Because like yeah. when they have public events pop up at certain intervals, um, you know any of that kind of stuff, like the Iron Banner stuff that's coming back... All that's integrated, and that has to be controlled by the online servers. No, I fully get why, yeah. but you know, again, put it real big on the front of the box. I agree to that. So, so. I do, I do agree with that. All right, uh, and then movies. So, Rock came down for the weekend because Dumb and Dumber Two opened this Friday, and we had to go see it at the theater. We didn't know if it was going to be good or not, right but here. you know, we were talking about. It. We were like, Dumb and Dumber is one of. My favorite comedies ever. It, it's just, it's something that I just absolutely adore, and, and he does too. And we saw it in the theater together way back when it came out like 20 years ago. And we wanted to go see it again. Uh, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's probably one notch below the first movie just because in the first half the pacing's a little weird, but man, when it gets rolling, it is so funny. Uh, and it's great because you can tell that it's all the same people that wrote it and everything else. And you can tell that they were actually passionate about it. It wasn't just some kind of like. I don't know, cash grab or something. Uh, it already made its money back on the first weekend because the budget was only like $30 million or $35 million, uh, and it already made that back. So hopefully that means that we're going to see some more comedies, hopefully. And there, there was a great article on Variety.com about how they were so smart and when they released the movie, too, because originally there was another comedy that was supposed to open this month, and they moved it back to December. So this is the only comedy right now really anywhere except for, you know, if you go see Big, Big Hero 6 or something. So they placed it perfectly. And it was even up against Interstellar, and it actually beat out Interstellar this weekend. See, I'm not a fan of Dumb and Dumber at all. Eh, I, I'm, just, I'm a big fan of Jim Carrey's comedy, and, and Dumb and Dumber to me was... I'm not. I, eh, yeah, see, there it is. It's But yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of his. And, and then Jeff Daniels... I, I love the story about how Jeff Daniels got in the movie, because... He's so perfect in the movie for a few reasons. Number one, he's a great actor, but also because he had this reputation of the movies he'd done in the past before he did Dumb and Dumber, um, Jim Carrey wanted him really bad. He just thought their chemistry was perfect, and he fought for him and fought for him, but the studio didn't want him. So they said, well, you know what? Because they couldn't get rid of him because they didn't want to piss off Jim Carrey. They wanted to put the decision in Jeff Daniels' hands. So I think Jim Carrey got like, I don't remember how many millions to do Dumb and Dumber. They went to Jeff Daniels and offered him $50,000 to do it. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And that was their ploy. They were going to offer him, lowball him so much that he would just get like offended and quit. And he didn't. He's like, I'll do it. So for this movie, Jim Carrey got $7 million. Jeff Daniels did it for $60,000. <laughs> How fucking awesome is that, though? Like, it's just, I don't know, man. And, and if you go see the movie, if you haven't already, or if you're going to go see it again or whatever... Make sure you wait until the very end of the credits because there's actually a great callback to the first movie in it. Uh, it's it's a scene worth watching. So seriously, really enjoyed Dumb and Dumber Two. I, I I loved I I loved it. I, I just enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, some great callbacks, some great pieces. Uh, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, and then uh, let's see. So then we got on the PSN and rented The Amazing Spider-Man Two because neither of us had seen it. What a pile of crap. It, it's wow. terrible. Uh, 
Electro's like his whole motivation for hating Superman makes no sense. Uh, I I don't think they could have foreshadowed the ending of the movie any more than they did. At one point, I paused it and said to Adam what I thought it was going to be, and I was right. Um, And then we read up that they actually had shot a bunch more footage for the movie, and the studio made him rip it out. And the additional stuff explained all the problems that we had with the movie, pretty much. Well, almost all the problems. But, uh, yeah, didn't do anything for me at all. We were both just sitting here going, you've got to be kidding me! Poorly written. Well acted, I guess. I guess. Yeah. But, ugh, terrible. Uh, and then we went and saw Interstellar and IMAX. And I'm a big Chris Nolan fan, but I kind of went in this, into this one with kind of lowered expectations because I'd heard from a few people that, that, that said, in their opinions, that it fell apart at the end and everything. And I'm not going to say anything about the story or whatever, but um, early on, when the daughter comes downstairs and says something... I figured it out like right away. I figured out the ending of the movie. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. I mean, this is a three-hour movie, and I figured it out probably ten minutes in. And I did. Like, I confirmed I figured it out. Uh, but that third act, oh, my God. it <sighs> Pretentious is as pretentious could be. Anybody that tells you that they understood and liked the ending, they don't. They don't understand what's going on. They, they're just acting like they understand it. Um <sighs> It, it's still worth watching. It was it was really cool in IMAX. I think it actually visually could have been better in IMAX, but um, it's a great movie up until a certain point, and then it just falls apart, in my opinion. Uh, I was not impressed with the ending. So hate me if you want. I don't care. But uh, I thought that was one of I, – I, to me, it was people writing a script that was supposed to be really smart, and then the script got too smart even for them, and they didn't know what to do with it. So that's all. And then last but not least, the palate cleanser, uh, we went Sunday morning and saw Big Hero 6, which was fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Uh, What I didn't know is actually there's a Marvel series called Big Hero 6, which this is kind of sort of based on, but they change all the characters and the setting and everything. Because Silver Surfer, I guess, was in it or something. But it's awesome. Really, really well done. Great animation. Great voice cast. Fun story. Maybe a tad predictable at times, but just great. I'm totally buying that on disc when it comes out. So, you should take Mason to see that one. Josh isn't listening. Yeah. Josh isn't listening at all. Whoa. Oh, Josh. Yes. Oh, there he is. I'm I've I've got a handful here. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm all done with what I watched. Okay. So it's it's t- <laughs> I didn't make a mess, you made a mess. <laughs> Wait. Are you grabbing kid? Well, let's take a break and you can clean up his right. mess. Yes, all he's right. grabbing pens. All right. So, yeah, it's time for a break and then we will come back with reviews, Yay, right? Yep. Many, many reviews. All right. We'll be right back.
right, we're back. Did you uh, sit the kid for in for, uh, down in front of a movie or something? Or nice upstairs, <laughs> going to bed. Uh, yeah, right. That's way too early. He bumped his head. Oh no! He's playing around the bike. We're both. He wanted to spin the pedals. He's spinning the pedals, and then he leaned in and bonked right on the side of his head. He was like, ah! <laughs> and then mayhem. Not even a mark. Of he's course. Fine. But he he thinks he's going to die. Oh, That's yeah. All. It took him a minute to... He's okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> never alone. I mean, we had the interview for it that you just kind of popped out of nowhere, and uh, the, yeah. the trend continued. The review copy actually <laughs> popped out of nowhere. Yes. So tell yeah. us about the... Well, kind of revamp or, or you know, kind of tell people about recap. this game. Yeah, yeah, recap. Or revamp, uh, whatever. I don't give a shit. <laughs> So, all right, uh, Never Alone. This was sort of the brainchild of the Cook Inlet Tribal Council. Um, they uh, work with the native Alaskan people. And uh, the what they did was their, their mandate is essentially to um, create things and and do things that help um promote and preserve uh the people's heritage basically right so um they were looking for a unique way to promote this uh, or to promote the people and their heritage and 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 just kind of keep things alive in a way um so they they couldn't figure out a way to do it. They couldn't figure out a way to to do you know because you try to think of ways to to do something like this, and the video games were not even on their radar at that point, you know. Yeah. And they're looking for something unique, and they started looking towards the youth and the kids of you know all these all these people, and said you know they're they're really into video games. So why don't we look at that? And it's funny because they figured, let's do it ourselves. They created their own game studio, uh, which is called Upper One Games, um, which refers to the state, basically. <laughs> um, and they were looking for partners and they were looking for help in how to do this. And they met with E-Line Media and they said, you're doing what now? Stop. Don't. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> you're going to lose all your money. Video games are a bad idea, especially if you've never done them before. Just this is this is a bad idea. You don't want to gamble your money away like this. Uh, and they kept talking, kept talking, and they were persistent. And as E-Line Media started to look more at what their ideas were and what they were doing, they came around to it and said, now, you know, this could be something really interesting and maybe there is a way we can do this. And they started to work together and they put together something remarkable, something amazing. Um, so they have all these stories, uh, much like any, tribal group or group of people that have a history. Right. 
these people in particular stories passed down from generation to generation. Yeah. The Inupiaq that their stories, they've been in that area in the Arctic for thousands of years, literally thousands of years and passing their stories down and their way of life. And they've been living there. And that's part of it too. You know, as we get into the 21st century and technology and everything else starts to creep in a little bit more, they start to lose some of that culture and some of that history. And they're trying to find ways to preserve it. And this was part of it. Right. So what they settled on for the story uh, was the Inupiaq legend of Kunuk? I, I knew this. Hang on, <laughs> Kunuk Sayuka. It's it's a mouthful, well and done. you should see it spelled. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so this was a story that was handed down uh, by one of the elders, and his daughter gave permission for them to use it and turn it into a game. His daughter is probably in her eighties or nineties. Um, so she said, yeah, this is the story that my father always told. And, and I think it's a good story that we could use. And it's, it's a great story, uh, for a game essentially. So what's really cool about it is it's basically, it's a platformer. It's a side scrolling platformer. Um, much like any platformer you've played, uh, in the past, Mm -hmm. but what's really cool about this one is, is that you're stealthily being taught stuff on the way. <laughs> and I don't know that it's even stealthily at this point. I mean, you're going to, you're going to see it. Uh, so as you're moving along through the game, you'll come across this owl every now and then. And when you find the owl, uh, you, you're told something, you know, just a small thing. And then you can hit the touchpad on the DualShock 4, and it will immediately take you to one of the cultural insights. Oh, okay. Which, which is a video with the the actual Inupiaq people. Hmm. And somebody will be sitting there. They'll be explaining. Uh, they'll be expanding on what you've just done or where you are. Sure. Uh they speak about the importance of being able to read the weather, um, things like that. So things that give more depth to the game and more depth and significance to what you're doing and what you're experiencing. But it also really gives you a sense of what it's like to live up there and what these people go through on a day-to-day basis and how they've lived up there for thousands of years. And it's awesome. Nice. <laughs> it's really, really awesome. Because as a as a game, it's a great game. As a learning tool and as a cultural type thing, it's fantastic. Screw that! I don't want to learn nothing. Well, it's it's beautiful because really, it did exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. I'd listen to one of these, and it would. Th- just fire off a million questions in my head. Hmm. Like, Oh, but what about that? Oh, but how does that relate to, Oh, and why would they, Oh, why don't they, you know, making me want to read more and learn more about the people and about the culture, which is exactly what something like this should do. So 
it's all integrated in really, really nicely. You don't have to do that. You can just play straight through the game and never watch the stuff. You can play straight through the game, go back to the menu and watch it all. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, I think the best way to do it, I mean, the best way for me to experience it was to literally two are unlocked right from the start. So before you even start the game, you go and watch those two and it'll give you kind of a framework for who the people are and you know, what's going on with them, right? who they are, how they've been there for all this time, all this stuff. Um, you start to play the game and there are 24 to unlock, uh, 24 of these cultural insights to unlock along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, what scared me, and this, this was one of my worries about the game, was that it was going to be a very short game. Sure. Um, because I didn't know how big this story could be or how much you could really do with a platformer that had to follow a story like this. I blew through those first eight or nine or ten in cultural insights mm-hmm. really quick. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be done this game in like an hour. Yeah. This is not good. Well, then it slows down a little bit. (laughs) And then they spread out a little bit more and it becomes a little bit, you know, a little bit harder to find. Almost all of them are right along your path. You're not going to miss them. You just, you have to walk past them to, to continue in the game. Sure. Because it's a game and because it's a platformer and all, there are a couple that are kind of hidden away. Not really hard to find, but you could easily miss them if you're not looking for them. Oh. Mm. So, well, at least they give you some kind of a challenge. Well, and that was the thing, you know, that was another one of my concerns was how do they balance this? And, you know, not beating you over the head with culture, culture, education. Right. But at the same time, not making it just an interactive story. Exactly. Um, and they found a really nice balance. Well, that's that's what I liked about it so much. Um, I actually missed one of the insights and I went right back because you can jump back into the start of any level that you want oh, okay. uh, once you've gotten through it. Um, so it's funny because I, I, I hit this area and it's near the end of the game and I hit this area and it looked like I had a choice and I was like, well, I'll just go up here first. Oh, and going up there first was the wrong way instead of going to check out the other thing. Because when I went back and I started the level again, I went to check out the other thing and boom, there it was. Oh, I was like, damn it. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> so I, I do that often. Like, and I, I pain over those decisions. And I did that a couple times in this game where I'd, I'd hit a point where I'm like, oh, I could kind of go this way, but I think maybe if I go this way, I might find something. And I'd go and I'd be like, fuck, I went the wrong way. <laughs> like now I'm now I'm locked into going this way because the, the checkpoint is past where I want to be and I can't yep, get back, yep. you know? Um, so it's a game. I mean, it's a, it's a good platformer. That's, that's what's so good about it. Um, I, I'm not going to spoil the story or, or anything. I'll give you the basic idea of it is that uh, a blizzard comes and then another blizzard and then another one. And this, this village is just being inundated by blizzards and they, they, don't know what to do. And in the original story, it's a, it's a boy that goes out in the game. It's a girl right. with a different name. Uh, so 
the girl goes out, she decides, and this is all part of it that, you know, you're always doing stuff for the community. Uh, much like the tomorrow people, (laughs) (laughs) the tomorrow children. Um, Oh my God. And now, uh, so it's important to, you know, you need to step up and do something for the community and anybody can step up and do something. And that's the whole point here is this little girl steps up and she decides to go figure out where these blizzards are coming from and try to stop them. And early on, she comes across a white Fox that helps her. And the white fox becomes her companion throughout the game. Right. So as a single player game, you can hit triangle and switch between the two. And you need to. uh, Because the fox has sort of a deep connection to the spirit world. uh, Where the girl, Nuna, does not. Um, And that becomes really important in the game. So... You'll need to use both of them and use both of them at different times. It gets tricky later in the game because you really need to switch back and forth very quickly between the two mm. and make some moves. So it's it's not a simple game. Uh, it seems like it is. And it may feel like it for a good chunk of the game. But then you'll hit these points where you need to have pretty good dexterity and pretty good timing. Right just like any hard platformer, um, you're going to need that to get through it. It does have local co-op and it does support share play. Cool. So you could get somebody in there and, you know, you could have somebody on the couch with you and they could take over one of the characters. You take over the other character. Share play is so fucking cool. Yeah. And you just have to work together, uh, you know, to, to get through the game. So, the way the game looks itself, freaking gorgeous. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> some video. It looks great. Oh, it does. It is one of the most one of the most beautiful games on the system. Uh, it's a limited color palette because I mean it's snowing. Alaska yeah. snowing. It's a blizzard. <laughs> you know. I, I I think I know what that looks like a little bit. We just don't have big yeah. mountains around here. The amazing thing is, though, the subtleties in the shading and the colors and the lighting. The lighting engine is great uh, because it really, it really brings everything to life. Um, and the character models, uh, Nuna, just looks fantastic. Her her coat that she has that it's just always the all the fur is just ruffling around in the wind and everything. It's gorgeous. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Uh, the cultural insight stuff. It's all documentary footage. It's it's all footage that they shot. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. And it's just intercut. They'll have the people speaking. They'll have footage that they've shot around Alaska. They they'll have footage that they've shot. Um specifically illustrating, you know, whatever the person is talking about. Right. They'll have archive footage, like really old grainy footage, some of it in black and white of, you know, as far back as they can get a footage of the native Alaskans doing their thing. And it's, it's so cool to see. Uh, they'll show uh, some of the scrimshot type stuff where they've, 
they've created the characters. They, they create these stories on, on Scrimshaw, on like whalebone on whatever they have, ivory, things like that. Yeah. Uh, probably not whalebone, probably ivory. No, no, <laughs> um, actually a lot of it was on whalebone. Um, you would see a lot of Scrimshaw on like sailing knives and stuff and they would use mm. either ivory or whalebone uh, for the handles. Yeah. So that's what so, the majority of it was actually. So they show one of those, one of the cultural insights, they're talking about that specifically, all of that. And they, they show some of it and say, you know, and, and that's one of the other cool things is that the cutscenes are all like an animated version of that. Oh, cool. Um, so they tell the story in the cutscene, and you see an animated version of the, the scrimshaw, like kind of come to life showing what's going on in the narration. Oh, it's really, neat. really cool. Yeah. Um, but you'll see, you know, in the in the cultural insights, the actual stuff, and they talk about it, and they talk about how, you know, here's this huge set of pictures, and a good storyteller, they're the ones that can look right at the pictures, and they know what the story is, and can tell you the story just by the pictures, right? Like as they go right down it, uh, and that's how they would pass things down, along with just telling the stories. You know, they would have it all drawn out, basically. Um, so, uh, the audio is another huge thing. Um, the, the audio is fantastic. Nice. Uh, the, this is the good narrator. to hear because they were, I mean, it's a pretty small studio, you know, and, yeah. and you just don't know what they're going to be capable of. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> it really is. I, I was so happy with it. Now I mentioned earlier, you know, I was worried about the length of the game. It came out to exactly, well, exactly where I hoped it would be, exactly where I figured it would be. It's much like Journey, yeah. In terms of, uh, in terms of experience and in terms of uh, the amount of time, it it took me just over three hours uh, to finish the game. But does it elicit that replayability that Journey does? Uh, I think it. Well, it's not the same in in the way that Journey is. Um, I mean, I, I say like journey because it's, it's, it's kind of a personal, I don't want to say journey again, but it, it is, it's, well, but, it's a personal story that you're going through. Right. But where I'm coming from is a lot of people look at, you know, a game that takes three or four hours. Is it worth the money? That sort of thing. It's about the value. And yes, this, it's, it's going through an experience and you know, that, that, that gives you an emotional response and everything else. But um, you know, there's those people out there that, Oh, I'm not going to pay that kind of money for a three hour game. Yeah, That's I all. know. And those people are missing out. You know, exactly. they can say that and they're missing out because as I've said, the game is a really good game. It's a good platformer plays really well, controls really well. Um, but you're also getting those cultural insights along the way and you're learning so much more about these people. Yeah. And and their culture and it makes it very very much worth it. Nice. Uh, replayability. I'd like to go back and experience the story again. Uh, I know when Mason gets a little bit older, I want him to look at it. I think he'd really enjoy it. Sure. Um, it's one of those things. I I said in the end in in the conclusion, it would feel right at home in a classroom. Or in a hardcore gamer's collection. 
Nice. And that's, that alone is an amazing achievement, (laughs) you know, that they could pull something like that off. Sure. That it works either place. And a, a gamer who really enjoys platformers, I think will get a lot out of this and really enjoy it. There, there are some puzzle elements to it and there, there's some tough parts to it. Uh, and it's it just it plays really well. Uh, I'm really really impressed with it, and I'm really impressed with the work that they did. I did see when I was at the at the studio um, back in July. Uh, I saw some footage that didn't make it into the game, oh. and I know they shot hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of other footage. I would love if this game sells well enough. I would love to see like a director's cut or like a Oh, that'd be cool, yeah. Like a special edition that has all that footage put together as like a sep- like a bonus thing. Like, okay, you've played through the game and you got the story and they edited it beautifully because all the little stories and all the all the different people that talk and all the things they talk about, it it just complements the game so well. Sure. That it's it's so integrated. That's why I say, when you hit those points, hit the touchpad. Watch it. They're really short. Experience uh, the game. Like experience the entire thing. Yeah, instead of and splitting it. Up. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the best part. That's the best way to do it. And that's why they integrated. They weren't sure how they were going to kind of make that work uh, when I talked to them um, in in July. Uh, but I love the way they did it. And nice. with the touchpad, it's great because you just reach up, boom. You're in, you watch it. It's maybe 30 seconds, maybe a minute, maybe, I don't think they even win a minute and a half, maybe a minute and a half. It depends, but they're really short. They don't really take you out of the experience of the game. They, they give a deeper context and meaning to the game and then boom, you're right back in and continuing, continuing. It's, it's beautiful. I love it. Absolutely love it. So I'm really impressed with what they did. Uh, it was a big risk, you know, just just trying to do this. Um, and it's amazing, you know, brand new studio and everything. And they pulled it off beautifully. Nice. So I think they did a fantastic job with it. And I, I know we had talked about it, you know, back when I first met them, uh, that when they started showing this at at game conferences and things around the world, they would have people come up to them afterwards and say, well, I'm Irish and we have a group here. Could you do it for the Irish? Could you do it for this group? Could you do it for that group? There's people all over the world that want to do something like this for their cultural group. Sure. Um, And if this works and I think it does, and I think, I hope it's a commercial success. I'm sure it's going to be a critical success because it's, nobody's seen anything like this really nobody's tried anything like this and they pull it off beautifully uh i hope it does i hope it works out to the point where they can do this with other cultures and things like that um obviously they're not all going to be platformers obviously they're not all going to be the same you know they they need to work with whatever works with the story or whatever works with that group you know, you kind of have to build around whatever stories they have and, and go from there. But I would love to see, see this happen for more people 
around the world because yeah. it's awesome. It's it's a fun game and it's educational. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's great. Take your learning and stuff it in a sack, mister. Yeah. So uh this I'm giving a nine point five. Wow. Fantastic. Right then. I love it. You gotta play it. And how much is it when it when it comes out? Fourteen ninety nine. Okay. Right. Same price journey was. There you go, folks. All right. Uh the beast. Far Cry 4. Uh, I've been playing this. I think I have about 30 hours into it now, uh, total. And I didn't want to give a score in the review that I put up on Friday because I had not had a chance to play the multiplayer. And there were a couple of people that kind of misunderstood what I was saying, and they thought that the multiplayer was broken or something. It's not. Uh, PR had set up a couple of different times to play multiplayer. I wasn't able to join in either of those sessions. So that's why it didn't happen. So the review went up on the website. Go read it. It's really wordy as usual, and uh, it, it definitely covers a lot more than I'm going to cover here. But um, it's funny that that I took care of this game. I've I've always been a fan of the Far Cry games, but I was never like, you know, I have to play this. I have to play this. I was always really interested in them, though. Uh, finished the first Far Cry. Didn't really get into Far Cry 2. Far Cry 3 I really liked, but then I got distracted with other stuff like reviews and everything else, and I never finished it. Far Cry 4, though, and and I mean, if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm not huge into, like, open-world games to begin with. I'm just, it doesn't really suit my gameplay style normally. Um, Grand Theft Auto 5 being uh, an obvious exception to the rule, but uh, this one is is pretty different for me, and I don't know why, except for the fact that I really am enjoying the hell out of this game. Uh, so I'm not going to do any story elements at all, except for mentioning that the uh, the bad guy in this one, Pagan Man, is awesome. People are saying, "Oh, it's, he's only for like ten minutes in the game." I think he's in it longer than that. I mean, he talks on the radio to you and stuff, uh, but he's voiced by Troy Baker, and you can't even tell it's him. Like you know, normally when Nolan North would do one, you could tell it was Nolan North. This one, you cannot tell it's Troy Baker. Uh, it's really, really good, and. I was streaming tonight, I was streaming the, the multiplayer, and some people were like, well, do you like him better than the than the bad guy in, uh, in Far Cry 3? Quite honestly, I don't remember the guy in Far Cry 3, uh, and I played it quite a bit. I played it for a few hours. Uh, Pagan Min, you're not going to forget. Uh, he, he's just, he's a weird guy. So that's all I'm going to say about the story, though. Uh, but the thing is, you know, normally when I play through a game, especially like this, there, that there are so many things littered around the, the map to do. I normally ignore a lot of that stuff, and I just plow through the story. That's just the way I am. <clears throat> but Far Cry 4 doesn't let you do that. So, uh, as in some other games, uh, and I'm not going to compare this to Far Cry 3 just because I really, I, I haven't played it for a long time, and I, I don't remember much about it, except for the fact that, and one of the things that, that kind of moved me away from playing Far Cry 3 was, it seemed like every time I got to a point where I would have to do a quote-unquote boss battle, I would like get drugged up, and, and it was always this really trippy experience. And there are a couple things like that in this as well, but it's not every boss battle. Uh, so that right away made it better for me. But uh, the map is obscured quite a bit when you're playing it uh, initially, and what you have to do, there's these there's 17 different bell towers all around the map, and on the top of each of the bell towers is this radio transmitter that's transmitting propaganda uh, for, for, for pagan men. <clears throat> so you have to get your, you have to make your way up these bell towers and knock out the transmission, and that opens up more of the map. 
So you have to do that initially uh, when you get to a certain point in the, mi- in the mission structure so that you can go farther in the missions. So you're not allowed to actually just plow through the story. You have to actually go do some of this other extraneous stuff. And it's funny because the second day I was playing the game, I did nothing but the extraneous stuff. I didn't touch a mission at all. And I just went and liberated as many outposts and bell towers as I could so that I can open things up as much as possible. But then I got to a point where I was trying to go into the north part of Karat uh, over this huge bridge, and it wouldn't let me do it. It said, you need to finish more missions before you can go here. So it's actually forcing me to do you know, one thing or the other and not just be able to plow through the story or not just be able to do, I want to open the entire map up first. You have to actually jump back and forth a little bit. And <clears throat> I, you know, if I sit down and think about it, it makes me cringe, but at the same time, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I was having a blast. The only reason I stopped is because I had to get some work done for Extra Life or something. I don't even know what it was. But I was I, I was getting so absorbed in this game that I was losing track of time. And every time I sat down to play it, it was roughly a six or seven hour gameplay session. It wasn't just play it for an hour or play it for two hours. You just lose track of time while you're playing this. And one of the reasons is that um, the integration between the different modes and just the different things you can do is so tight that it never feels like a different game. Uh, controls are great. Weapon play is really good. Uh, the you know just the entire interface and, and all around is very integrated and, and very easy to figure out. <clears throat> um, you know you can set waypoints in the map and, and it'll GPS you to it. And it's even cooler because uh, if you're on land and you want to go to a spot, you can actually hit L3 and your car or your vehicle will auto drive you to that spot. Now, it'll stop if you get into, like, a melee or something with, with some other enemies on, on, on the roads or whatever else. It'll stop so you can get out and fight them. But it's cool because that gives you the opportunity because you can shoot with a one-handed weapon, like if you're on an ATV or in a car or truck or whatever. You can shoot out the windows or just shoot at things while you're still riding. So this auto-drive can be driving, and you can have somebody in front of you, and you can take them out without having to worry about riding off the road. I love it. it it's such a simple little thing, but it was so cool that that was there. Um, it, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy even now when I go into it and I just see how much diversity is there. It's not like it's bunker number 53 or outpost number four in terms of the layout and everything else that you even see in games like battlefield four. It, there's so much time and effort you can see in this game that it doesn't feel like anything was procedurally generated at all. Uh, there's little nuances here and there, like you see a little gravestone on the side of the road, or uh, there's stuff hidden underneath the water. I mean, just everywhere. And this and this map is just massive. Uh, it, the story itself, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was tight all the way throughout. <clears throat> the story itself even takes you kind of off the beaten path a little bit here and there, uh, and really mixes up the mission structure. Uh, the missions overall, I loved, except for the fact, of course, that it made me do a couple stealth missions. But I got through them. They were the ones I died on or failed on the most. Because uh, there is one mission where you can't be detected at all. And, you know, me, I, 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 I'm not a stealth guy. But, at the same time, and uh, I was streaming this for the writers so they could at least see the game and everything. And they were even commenting, like, I can't believe how much Glenn is playing with a bow and arrow. Because that's your stealth weapon. You know, or you have a silenced uh, pistol or whatever. But I totally fell into using the bow and arrow and sneaking around because if you're not playing co-op, which I haven't, that's the one thing I haven't been able to try yet, by the way, uh, is the co-op. But um, 
you know, you're on your own and you're at these outposts and there's like 20, 30 guys in there. You need to be able to take these guys down stealthily so that you have a fighting chance against the rest of them when they finally figure you out. So if you can like take out the guys in the towers with a, with a, with a bow and arrow, you know, nothing gets detected and you can move in closer. You can take guys out with your knife, uh, or to shove an arrow up, up their, up their, uh, up their cheek or whatever. Uh, it became vital to me and I was almost, it wasn't even like, like I was forced to do it. It just felt natural that I was playing this in a stealthy manner, you know? And there aren't that many games that, that I feel comfortable doing that. Like Metal Gear Solid 4, I was fine with it. And that might be it. <laughs> so, um, but it's great. I mean, there's a lot of weapons available. There are no microtransactions in the game whatsoever. There is a season pass, but I don't even know what it adds. I think it adds extra missions or an extra set of missions, something like that. But uh, don't worry about the season pass, seriously. Just don't even worry about it. If you want to get this game and you're interested in this game, get it. Play through all the content because I'm not even through all of it yet, and I'm 30 hours in. Uh, don't even worry about the season pass for now. Get through the game. Uh, so there's a lot of what you can do is you know like in Far Cry 3, you can uh, when you kill a guy or, or if you take somebody down, you can uh, search them for for items and money, and you can sell some items for for money as well. And you want to build up all this money so you can start buying better weapons. And there's like the, the special weapons in it that are uh, like kind of more exotic weapons, that sort of thing that cost a lot of money. Uh, but then you can actually get some weapons that you can put uh, accessories on as well. So you can put better scopes on or you can put a silencer on. Or even with the bow and arrow, you can put uh, a better scope on it. It looks like a red dot scope almost. And it helps you judge uh, the distance a little bit. But all that's in the game. There's nothing that you have to buy. There's, and when you talk about Uplay, there is some Uplay integration, but there's only, I think, three things that you can unlock with Uplay, and all of it's kind of really frilly stuff. Like, one of them is so that you can paint up your elephant, like, you know, real, real decorative, like you see in the commercial. Uh, another one is, I think there's one gun that you can get through Uplay if you accomplish certain things. Or Summer. Horse armor. Nah, it's it's actually like tiger armor. I think it's a specific sniper <laughs> rifle. I can't remember anymore. But the thing is, I don't care. And it's funny because when I was playing it last week, Uplay wasn't even available anyway. So I played through the entire game without Uplay even being able to connect to it. So who cares? Um, but there are no microtransactions whatsoever. So unlike Assassin's Creed Unity, what I'm hearing, uh, which apparently has a ton of them, uh, this game has none of that. Uh, like I said, outposts, uh, you'll it's really cool how they, they signify some of the stuff. So the outposts that need to be liberated, they'll have smoke billowing out of them. So even when you're driving around and you don't see it on the map, you can say, oh, there's an outpost I need to liberate. Let's go do it. And it's all your choice. They're, they're, it's a very rare time that you actually have to do something like that. But it helps you out in the end because then uh, your side of things controls more of the map and that means you can get around a little bit easier and you can start getting discounts in the trading posts and and that sort of thing and you have more uh you have more opportunities to find places where you can go to your trading post we can get some rest and, and heal up that sort of thing so it does benefit you but uh the other thing that benefits you that i normally wouldn't do but i had a blast doing is the hunting in the game so littered throughout the map are animals like lion or not lions uh tigers and Honey badgers, who are assholes, by the way. Uh, eagles that will actually swoop down and attack you. Uh, there's bears, which will scare the living hell out of you. Uh, but there's also like deer and yaks and all kinds of stuff. Well, 
in your inventory, you have certain bags, like you have a loot bag uh, where you know you can carry a certain amount of items that you pick up off of uh, dead enemies, that sort of thing. Uh, your holsters, uh, your explosives bag, your ammo bag, all kinds of stuff. All of those can be upgraded, but you have to craft them with the skins that you find when you're hunting. Just like Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I, I, I don't know about that one. Uh, there's some other games that, that I can do that in. but um, So the holster thing, like when you upgrade it completely, you can hold four weapons. You can hold one sidearm or one one-handed, and then you can have three other things. So I would, I would normally run with a silenced pistol, a rocket launcher. This is toward the end of the game. A uh, rocket launcher, uh, this PKM uh, LMG, which is really powerful, but it's the aim is so bad on it, so you have to be up close, and then the bow and arrow. So I would have all four of those in my weapons wheel. Uh, and the one thing that's frustrating a little bit is that you can't switch anything out into one of those slots unless, A, you pick it up off an enemy, or B, if you go to a trading post. So it's not like you can carry 80 weapons at once. So whatever you pick for that weapons wheel, you got to make damn sure that's what you want for the certain missions, too. Because uh, every now and then, I wanted a sniper rifle because the bow and arrow, I had to be too far off for the bow and arrow to be effective, but I needed to take some sentries out before I moved in. Uh, so you have to think about that, and, and you may have to do some backtracking, and go find a trading post, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's, it's, it's crazy like how much you can, you can uh, buy, and, and uh, you, know, you can get in there and get uh, your, your, your healing potions or your little, it's like a little syringe. Uh, you can get that, you can get body armor, and then you can also get these uh, guns for hire, it's called. So uh, if you want to like take, a, take out a fortress when you've weakened it, you can use your camera. Well, first off, you can use your camera and actually uh, see all the enemies, and it'll mark them all, and they'll stay marked the whole time. So you always know where they are when, you're, when they're moving around and you're coming in the back way. Uh, but you can also call in guns for hire to come in and help you, like mercenaries. The problem was, like, half the time I was doing kind of the bigger missions, they wouldn't come. They were like, oh, there's nobody to help you. So I don't know if that was a pre-release thing or what, but it was kind of frustrating. When I actually needed help, I couldn't get it. Um, And then let's talk about the fortresses because, you know, in the trailers you always see, like, him riding an elephant in and taking over these fortresses. And, yes, you can do that. You can ride an elephant in and hit R3 and it takes a car and just upends it and kills all the guys in it. It's awesome. Riding an elephant, dude, and going in and taking out, like, ten dudes is so cool. And it, it it's funny, I was mentioning today, like, you can control the elephant better than a tank controls in Battlefield 4. Uh, control's awesome. It's so much fun. And you actually feel empathy when they kill your elephant when you're riding on it. You're like, aww. <laughs> it's really, it's heartbreaking. Um, so anyway, but, uh, well... There's there's not that many actual fortresses in the game. I think there's four or five. And what you need to do, is it, those fortresses, you can take them out in two different ways. Either you can weaken the fortress by taking out the person that runs the fortress in the story missions. And then it weakens and you can attack it and take it over. Or it sounds like you can get kind of a co-op thing going and go after it. But the problem is, until you weaken the fortress, it's actually surrounded by mines, like a minefield, and you have no idea where the mines are. There's no way to find out. So again, if you want to get through a lot of this stuff, you need to go through the missions. So it's it's very complimentary. And I think, in essence, it kind of keeps you in check as well that you're not doing something that you shouldn't be doing yet in terms of your strength and the weapons you have and, and, and the resources you have. 
so, in, you know, one side of things, that's always kind of one thing that, that's bothered me about open world games is that, well, I see it, I can go to it, right? And and you can, and all of a sudden you go into something and you're like a level 10 and you have to be like a level 40 and they just obliterate you right away. So instead of telling you you can't do it, you can do it if you want to try, but you're probably going to fail. So they're leaving the choice up to you instead of telling you not to do it. And I, I it works. It works really well because... I would drive right by this this fortress, and I always looked over at it. I'm like, God, I want to take that out. I want to take this because it's right in the center of the map. Like, oh, I want to take this, and I didn't uh, because I knew I would just get killed in 30 seconds. Uh, it's it's so difficult to go through all the stuff, but you know, it's got the same kind of similar concept that you see in Red Dead and you see in GTA, where uh, there's different levels, uh, but it doesn't go on the star system. It just kind of what happens is uh, uh, there's like PA systems all the way throughout, like outposts and fortresses and everything. And if you're detected, they'll go and hit the alarm. And until you take the alarm out, more waves of enemies will come at you, including like attack choppers and shit. And until you get a rocket launcher, those choppers are a bitch to take out. Uh, so much so that I had to cook, like learn how to cook a grenade and throw it up and get lucky with a grenade that I cooked. And you have to take like three or four grenades before a chopper will go down even. Um, but that's the cool thing about it is it's, it keeps that open world vibe to it that you have to be very resourceful and try to figure out how to take a chopper out because he ain't going to leave you alone. Um, the other thing is uh, getting around. I mean, obviously, it, it had that Just Cause 2 feel a little bit. Not as not as over the top in terms of the story and everything, but it does have that Just Cause 2 feel. Uh, but you don't have you know a grappling hook and a parachute to get around. Uh, you do have a grappling hook, and you do have a parachute, and you have a wingsuit, but you can't grapple onto anything and just fly around like you can in Just Cause 2. But they make it really easy for you to get around, uh, either, like I said, with the auto drive. There is some fast travel to outposts that you've uh, liberated, so you'll get some more fast travel later on, which I would not do because I wanted to go and explore more. I wanted to see if there were outposts to take out or whatever because there's a lot of hidden stuff. Um, but you can do a lot of climbing, so you'll see the stuff hanging down off all these cliffs. And you have a grappling hook, and you can throw that up, and you can you know pull yourself up, and you can even grapple onto another one while you're up there. Uh, but also you, you open up this wingsuit after a while, and it's pretty cool. Like, you can take a, a hang glider you find, and you can fly for a while. And then if you want to dive down on something, you just hit L3. You let the hang glider go. You go into the wingsuit, and then you get closer to the ground. You hit cross, and that turns into your parachute. And you can actually, like, if you catch an updraft or if you parachute over a cliff, you can then hit L3 again and go back to your wingsuit. So you can actually get around. And there's boats. There's jet skis, and there's cars, and there's trucks, and there's ATVs, and there's a gyrocopter, and the gyrocopter kicks ass. Now it has a it has an altitude limit, but the gyrocopter is a blast, and it's so easy to get across the map with it. Most for the most part, there's a couple of mountain ranges you have to go uh, around instead of over, but the gyrocopter kicks ass, and you can like throw Molotovs down on guys and grenades down while you're hovering, and they're trying to shoot at you, but you're too far up. It's awesome. And they're just littered all the way throughout the, the map. So you'll just like all of a sudden, oh, there's a gyrocopter. Screw it. I'm taking that. I love it. I just love it. <clears throat> so uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else to the gameplay. But I'm telling you, it, it's so smooth and so integrated and, and so much fun to play. And it, it does allow you to do a thing that I think a lot of open world games that say they give you a choice. Uh, and they don't really do that. This one does give you a choice for the most part. Like, if you see something you want to attack, you can attack from anywhere. 
you can go in guns blazing if you want. You can go in stealthy. You can go in without ever firing a weapon. Uh, you can go in and just knife everybody if you want. It's it's your it, it really it, it's how you want to play it to a certain extent. I mean, there are a couple that require you to be stealthy, but uh, I'm serious, man. I, it's just so much fun. Uh, negatives, I think sometimes it's a little vague on what you need to do every now and then. Uh, you have to learn that when you get a mission, your waypoint will actually set up on the map, but you still have to go to the map and set it as your waypoint so you know where to go. Uh, but there were certain times where I was like, what am I supposed to be doing right now? And, and I think that could have been explained a little bit better in the game. Uh, and then, like I said, it makes you do a stealth mission. So for me, that's a negative, but it's not a negative for the game. Uh, also, my main complaint with Far Cry for a long time, ever since the first one even, is that the AI always seemed kind of simple. Uh, it was either you were there or you won't, or you weren't. And uh, they they fixed a lot in this one with the AI. Uh, it'll it'll show you a little meter if, if they can see you and you can get out of the way really quick. Uh, but it, you, it's a lot easier for you to now duck down into the bushes and get through and actually come up behind a guy. He's not just going to know you're there, and he's not just going to alert everybody right away with a snap of a finger. So that was a major problem of mine, even with Far Cry 3, and they fixed it here. Uh, and it makes me very, very happy, and I think that's why I got through the game, is because it was that way. Uh, visually, it's awesome. It's a solid 1080p 30. Uh, it, that was actually confirmed by uh, by Eurogamer and, and those guys. It is. It's really solid. It, it looks great. It's beautiful. You can see forever. Uh, the only visual thing that I saw that was kind of weird is an example. I was in a gyrocopter. I was flying over this brick factory that's literally right in the center of the map. And um, I was descending down from the top of it. And a few things were, like, popping in here and there, but it was no big deal. It was just a visual thing. Other than that, I mean, you, you'd be hard-pressed to see something pop in. Uh, everything's very smooth, very colorful. I love the color palette in the game. Smooth animation. Uh, that feeling that you're actually the character is definitely there. Uh, like when you're knifing a guy or when you're landing your parachute or whatever. It's not just really stiff animation. Uh, it looks fantastic. Um, a lot of things to explore. Josh, you'll probably spend a year and a half in this game. I think you'll really enjoy this. I, I honestly do think you would enjoy this game. Um, I'm not buying it anytime soon. No, I know, so. but I can always send it to you, too. Um, it, it is. It's fantastic. <clears throat> Very well done. It, it's um, a lot of fun. The multiplayer, too. There's three modes right now. I don't remember them right offhand, but there's one that's kind of where it's this dragon mask. It's kind of a capture the flag. Uh, there's one that's called Outpost. But instead of having, like, three different points to capture, like you normally would, like, in Domination or Conquest, there's one point to capture, one flag to capture, that you're both fighting over. But also, they throw something in on the side in all three modes, and that is there's always a bell tower there. And the bell tower, if it's operational, will help the soldiers, because then they can see uh, the other team on the map. So the other team not only wants to capture the flag, but they want to go deactivate that that bell tower because if they deactivate it then they're even more invisible to the other players because the other team so the soldiers all have like explosives like grenades you know guns that sort of thing the other side of things the other faction starts with a bow and arrow and they can call in uh like these spirit animals like a bear uh a lion and uh or not a lion uh like a snow leopard and an eagle they can actually throw those in like a grenade you throw this thing down and all of a sudden a bear appears uh so they had a lot of those things, but then when you crouch down, you go invisible. You go cloaked until you fire your weapon or 
uh, you're detected. So it's a really interesting balance, and I haven't seen yet, like, if you level up at all. I played it for, like, two or three hours tonight, and I was getting XP and everything, but I didn't see anything unlock. But I see weapon slots that are empty that I can fill eventually, so I know there's some kind of progression there, but I don't know what. Uh, but it, the multiplayer is good. It, it's 5v5, and the maps are big, and everybody's like, oh, those maps are too big for, for 5 versus 5. But honestly, they're not, because... It, it it helps you kind of play the way the game is supposed to be played. And that is, you know, if you have the bow and arrow, you want to play a little more stealthy. You want to be able to sneak around a little bit more. Uh, but you have to use the tools that are available to you on both sides. And and I didn't find the, the size bad at all on 5v5, uh, which was impressive. Uh, the map maker's still there. I don't know if you can use it in multiplayer or what the deal is, but there is a map maker. Uh, you can set up custom matches for friends only or invite only. Uh, I think that the season pass actually adds more multiplayer modes, but don't quote me on that. I haven't read up on it yet. We just got the info like today, I think. Um, and like I said, I haven't been able to try the co-op yet, but I definitely want to try the co-op. Uh, and that's one last thing is that this game works a little differently with share play than normal games. So when you get the game, you'll get 10 keys to Karat. It's called keys to Karat. What those allow you to do is send a key to a friend that doesn't have the game and they can join you, like, in share play and play co-op. But you only get 10 keys. What I want to learn is if my friend has the game, I think we can just go in and co-op no matter what. You don't have to use the share play feature at all. But it's cool that they did it this way, and I really... Tomorrow when my keys activate, because I was trying to activate them today and they weren't on the PSN store yet, but I want to try that as soon as possible with, like, Stoffinator or somebody and see how that works. Uh, but... It's a really neat idea, and I, I honestly do want to play this game in co-op. And, and I, I've been hearing these rumors like you're going to play co-op in, in a certain amount of, uh, of the story, or you can't do it in the story. I don't know yet. So until I know, I'll put the co-op stuff in the review. I'm going to hold off on the written review putting a number on there yet uh, until I play the co-op, but I'll give it a number tonight. Uh, and, and I'm giving it a 9.0. I think it's fantastic. It's one of the best games I've played this year. Honestly, it, it, it it's so well done. It's a blast. It's it's just it's it's fun. I was so compelled to keep playing it over and over and over. And color me surprised because I like I said I haven't finished a Far Cry since the first one, and I did that on PC. So yeah, it's really good. Cool. Yeah. There's just no jumbo jets or attack choppers that you can steal like in Just Cause 2. <laughs> Lame. Lame. No, it's, it's, it is. It's a, like I said, I think when you finally free, free some time up, Josh, uh, let me know and I'll send you the game. I think you're, you're going to get hooked. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I think you'd like it. On to Little Big Planet 3. All right. All right. So, this is another game we saw at E3. We were the lucky ones. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I I actually heard from somebody at Sony this week, because I mentioned it again. I'm like, yeah, remember we got to see it at E3? They're like, how'd you do that? (laughs) I had to explain it again. All right. So, where to begin? (laughs) At the beginning. Little Big Planet... This Little Big Planet 3, this is the sixth major game in the series. Wow. Yeah. 
That's counting Little Big Planet carding. Oh, okay. I was going uh, through in my head. I'm like, oh. Because there was one on the PSP, there was one on the Vita, and there, there were, were two. two on the uh, PS3, and then carding. What about Run, Sackboy, Run? That's not a major game in the series. <laughs> Uh, so like I say in my review, how do you keep something fresh after so many games? Look to the sitcoms. When you hit year six, time to add some new characters. So are these guys just poochie or what? (laughs) I hear he's extreme. Well, (laughs) yeah. What we run into here, uh, let me just go for the story first. The story, it's like most little big planet stories. Something has gone terribly wrong. Sackboys come to save the day. Um, in this game, it's three titans in this world called Bunkum. Uh, Sackboy gets pulled through this vortex and he ends up in Bunkum. Okay. And he has to uh, basically save the day again. Okay. Uh, there were these three titans that are locked away. Uh, Three heroes had locked them away many, many years ago. Uh, They were Odd Sock, Toggle, and Swoop. Uh, But then they just kind of disappeared. They they went away, and all that's left of them are these statues, basically. Yeah. So now the Titans have been released again. The world is falling apart, and Sackboy now has to go uh, bring back... Odd Sock, Toggle, and Swoop. Okay. Uh, So the thing is, what we saw at E3 and everything we keep hearing, you know, it's it's these three new characters and three new characters and you get to play and they're all going to be together and it's so much fun. They're not. Really? (laughs) They're not going to be together and that's part of the problem here. Um, This is like every Little Big Planet game that's ever come out. Sure. Which is good. Uh, but at the same time, it's, it's not so good, uh, because this one is drastically different. You've added three major new characters with major new abilities into the game. Every little big planet game that has come out is essentially, here's a story. Yeah, it's a story. Yeah. The story is basically a way to show off all the cool new tricks and then set you free for all the creators out there, everybody who bought the game, to go out and create new levels using these new tricks. It's a platform, basically. And and the, that's the thing. Like even well, let me when we saw it at E3, yep. I thought the creative stuff was amazing. Like the creation stuff yeah. that they were showing. And even to me, the three new characters, I just kind of cocked my head a little bit and said. I get what you're trying to do. I just don't think it needs to be done. Well, I, I, for the I story. think it, for the story, I think it kind of needed to be done in a way because think about if they brought out another little big planet and this one's on the PS4, it's on the PS3 as well. That's yeah. something to keep in mind, yeah. but now it's on the PS4 and it's 
Sackboy again. And it's just a different story. And we've added a couple new gadgets and go and create more. You know, they well, needed I mean, that's to do something. The Mario series for years. Yeah, this is not the Mario series. Well, I understand that, but I'm, I'm, that's the best comparison I can make. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think they needed to do something. And I think this was a good idea. I just don't know that it, it works in the story levels. That's, that's kind of part of the problem. Let me explain how it goes. Um, you play through a little prologue, like all of them. You get to the first hub. Now, this is the big difference here. Yeah. You have a hub world um, where you go into the main part of the world and you can run around all, this whole level that's spread out and up and down and all over the place. And each of the different areas, you know, there, there's a doorway. And do you want to tackle this mission? Do you want to tackle this mission? Do you want to tackle this side mission? Mm. What do you want to do? And you can pick and choose. Um, so it's not quite as linear. But to move the story forward, you have to tackle the three missions, the three core missions. You have to unlock, you have to find three marbles for each of the the new heroes and those three marbles get put in right by the statue and then he springs to life you get to play one level as that new hero and then you move on to the next hub world and do it all over again Mm. three levels unlock three marbles you get the new hero you get to play one level as that new hero and then move on to the next world the rest of the time you're just playing sack boy the whole time. So it's okay. a little big planet all over again. So that I kind of had a problem with, you know, I was, I was all excited that, you know, what we saw at E3, I was like, all right, you know, you're going to, they, they've built these levels and they talked about how they've given these tools out to the creators and it's been in a beta and they've been able to go back and, yeah. you know, add in all this functionality to the older levels and republish them so that you can use them, you know, use the different characters in the levels. When you're in the hub world, there's a little there's a little uh, doorway, a little tiny doorway that you pass by, like a switch, and you can switch between Sackboy and the hero for that level. Okay. I thought, okay, well, when I unlock Toggle and when I unlock um, Swoop, I'll be able to run through this first level that Odd Sock lives in. And I'll be able to switch to them too, and I'll be able to get their abilities and reach other places. No, uh, no, I didn't get that vibe though. <laughs> but you're locked into, and and I get, you know, that's that's the way you build your levels. You know, you build your levels so that it will work with one character, two characters, four characters, however you want to do it, and then you give people that ability to to choose. Yeah, I just expected more in the story. I only found one place in the entire game. There's there's like a hidden area in one of the hubs. I'm not going to spoil where it is. It's not it's not that hard to find. But you can't even get to it until you unlock all four characters. Okay. Because along the way, um there's this new thing called the uh sack pocket. Is that what it was? Yeah. Sack pocket. I think that's what it was. Yeah, sack pocket. Um so it's another little pop-out menu. Um, much like the poppet, mm-hmm. uh, but this one is like a little weapon wheel almost. Uh, it's as you go along, you unlock these little things you can do, new little gadgets. 
Uh, one is a, uh, a helmet that allows Sackboy to hook onto these rails and just move along these rails. Mm. Uh, another one is uh, rocket boots. Okay. The rocket boots kind of make uh, Odd Sock obsolete. <laughs> <laughs> because Odd Sock's big thing is that he can run faster and he can jump farther. Right. When you have these rocket boots on, yeah. you can move faster and you can jump higher and farther. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Odd Sock kind of becomes the poochie of the bunch. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so you're saying he's extre- extreme. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, that that's just one of the things that, that happens here. Um, but all these new abilities, you know, you have all these cool new things that you can do. And some of them really are fantastic. They're really clever. And and seeing them integrated into the levels that they've, they've made they've put together some really neat puzzles with them. Yeah. Um, it's going to be fun to see what creators do with it. Uh, the only problem I have there is that while there are over 9 million levels that have been created in the little big planet games, the level of quality is, is where things, you know, but that's always been the case. Yeah, but that's always been the case with every game that has created user-generated content. Well, but and and that's something I always had a problem with is that they relied almost solely on community uh, members like rating them so that they would move up the ranks. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, you got somebody <laughs> that has like a podcast or whatever, and oh, I put a level up, go like it, and then everybody likes it, and it's a piece of shit. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So you're going to run into that. But what I was even finding, because some of the, some levels were up that you could play. Um, not all of them, obviously. Right. Um, but, uh, quite a few were up and I was playing a lot of the community levels and a lot of the highest rated community levels and a lot of the, um, top picks, which, you know, the little big planet, the, the creators were picking as their playlist. Like, Hey, check these game, right, check these right. levels out. What I was finding is while most of them were, were really, really good, quite a few of them, they, they're good. They're just not quite up to that level that the actual game is, right. you know, and it's that they don't have the time. They don't have the expertise, whatever it is. Um, they have all the same tools. That's one of the amazing things about Little Big Planet is the tools that you know, the game you're playing was created with every tool you have at your fingertips yeah. in the creation part of the game. You could create those levels with enough time and effort and imagination, you know? Right. You don't have a million dollar budget behind you to sit back <laughs> and do this all day. So they're not going to look that good. They're not going to play that good. They're good. They're, there are some that, that are great. You know, I'm not trying to shit on the, the community there. Um, they there really are a lot of great levels, but I kind of hoped for and kind of expected a little bit more uh, that we could do with these new characters. You know, show yeah. them off more. Don't just give me a little taste of them and say, "Okay, now well, wait for somebody to create is, a level." They, the only people that have really had any access to three are like all those creators over in Europe that they that they were getting those like game jams together. Mm-hmm. And they would build levels for a day. Well, when you got developers working on the game for six months or a year creating levels, and then they have 24 hours with all the new tools, because a lot of these tools are new. 
Well, so, no, the but the the levels that I was playing did not have the new characters integrated into them. Well, but that's what I mean, though. I, I think that they didn't really have the time to learn all the nuances of, of integrating the new characters. I think that's the problem. So you're going to yeah. see a lot more of that stuff after the game comes out. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I know we will, but but my point is. I, I kind of wanted more on the disc. Oh, sure, sure. I wanted more time with the characters, you know? I found, like I said, I found one area in the entire game where you could get all four. You had to be four players, and I had all four controllers up there and put them all in Jeez. and got all the characters over there just to see it. But it is. You can play as all four characters in that level. Mm. That's the only place in the game you could do it that I could see. Uh, there's a place in the story where it's like, okay, here's all four and they're coming together and they're going to fight and this is going to be great. And I'm like, oh, awesome. And I'm thinking, you know, it's going to have like a switch like you have in the hubs yeah, where yeah. you're playing a sack boy and then you switch and you go do this guy and you switch and you go to, you know, if you're one player, if you're multiple players, I figured you could play as multiple characters. It's not the way it works. Mm. <laughs> you go in your one character, you do his little area. Even if you're multiple people, you're multiples of that same character. You're multiples of odd sock really? going through this level. Your multiples of Toggle going through his level. Your multiples of Sackboy going through his... That's the way it works right now. Wow. At least in this story mode. Uh, yeah, and that was kind of a disappointment. I was like, but dude, the, the, you're supposed to be showing off these characters. Yeah, and no the, way they, they, the way they can work together where you know Sackboy can't reach it, uh, but Toggle can when he gets really small. You know... We should see that in the game itself. I mean, I know it'll come with the creators, and that's great. Yeah. But show it off to me. Show me, Agreed. you know. Agreed. Get, Especially when they've got the new characters all over the, the commercial they're showing on TV, and they're actually advertising it on TV. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of a big thing for me. And that's I that that bugged me as I was going through it a lot. Um, now that I got that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> That it bothered me. And, you know, we talked about the patches earlier. I think we were recording when we were talking about the patches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did run into quite a few bugs. Um, yeah, let me get all the bad out of the way. <laughs> uh, quite a few bugs. I, I, I checked, you know, a couple are going to be addressed in the patches. A couple not, okay. or at least they're not listed as being, addressed in the patches. I, I ran into some weird stuff and I did see a couple areas where there was major pop in and major, not necessarily pop in, but, but sort of textures were building and popping in slowly and coming on to. See, I still wonder if because they're doing this on PS3 and PS4 and because all the content has to work on both that the PS4 version is being limited somewhat. It's possible. I, I even when we were sitting there watching at E three, that's that was the biggest thing in my brain. Like, uh, I wonder if like it's going to affect it in any way because all yeah. that cr previous content has to work in PS four and vice versa. Like, if you build something in the PS four version and you want to make it available to PS three or Vita or whatever, like uh, you would almost yeah. think that they would limit it somehow, or they have I don't know. That just popped in my head, though. Well, yeah. Um... So, I mean, it wasn't huge. It wasn't 
in a lot of places, but it was there. It was it was buggier than any little big planet game I played in, played in the past, which kind of sure. surprised me. Um, but it's fine. You know, it's it's playable. It's great. And some of the bugs I ran into are are straight up listed in the patch. Yeah. Like this, this patch will fix this, this, and this. And I'm like, huh, that's one of the big bugs I hit, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So it's cool. You know, they're, they're aware of a lot of them and they're, they're fixing them. Sure. Uh, day one, actually out now pre day one. Yeah. (laughs) Day minus one. Yeah. You know, that edition, the, (laughs) what was that? The call call of duty. Yeah. The day zero edition. Uh, but I think there was a day minus one in one of those dumb editions somewhere. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so the new characters, uh, swoop. Yeah. Uh, I already talked about him. He's cool. Yeah. And he's fun. See, the funny thing is, you know, when you unlock them and you get to play as them for their, for their own level and I'm cruising around a swoop and I'm doing my thing. And then I get back to the hub and I'm sack boy. I was like, Man, Sackboy is slow as shit. <laughs> I was like, this is frustrating. He is so damn slow. <laughs> and he can't jump to save his life. No, not at all. Uh, it, it was just, it was weird. It was a jarring transition. Uh, especially having played as Sackboy forever. And just just that little taste of the speed and everything <laughs> will throw you off like you wouldn't believe. First taste is free. Uh, so... Uh, you get Otsak, you move on to Toggle. Toggle is the one that's the big monster dude that can turn into this little tiny dude. Right, right. Um, Toggle is a lot of fun uh, because, well, depending on how the level's built. <laughs> um, one of the cool things is water now is an object that can be used. Right. Uh, which it couldn't in the past. Right. So with Toggle... When he's big, he sinks to the bottom. When he's tiny, he pops right up to the surface and floats. So there's a level in there that is just filled with spikes all over the place. And you have to drop and float and drop and float. And you're, you're like bouncing back and forth trying to keep yourself even, making your way through this maze, basically, at one point. Um. So they do a lot of interesting things. Not enough of Toggle's ability to smash through walls. Uh, It's there. You can do it. Um, They didn't use it a whole lot in the story levels. Right. Um, You can weigh big things down, uh, things like that. Uh, He's really fun. Swoop, he can fly. Yeah, that's about it. (laughs) He doesn't have much else going on besides being able to fly. Well, it's your place, eh? Yeah, so I swoops cool, but you know, again, the level has to be built to accommodate him and his abilities. Right. And it's funny because in that first hub world, I was like, "Oh, all right, I can't quite get to that. Well, I'll just wait till I get swoop, and I'll come back and I'll just fly right over." Yeah, can't get swoop <laughs> in that first hub. Uh, and even in swoops hub, this was the crazy thing. They built it in a way where, you know, I'm running around a sack boy and I'm seeing these, these, I'm seeing a hint of these prize bubbles below me. And I'm like, well, I don't know how to get down there. Right. 
I said, well, if I, you know, I see the edge of the thing and it just drops off to an abyss. And I'm like, oh, when I get swoop, he'll just fly right under there and grab it. <laughs> well, the way the level is built, the way this hub is built, to switch between uh, Sackboy and Swoop, you have mm. to go all the way up to the top of this spire. Mm. When you get up there and you switch to Swoop, he's limited. He can't go down all the way back down to where Sackboy was. <sighs> So he's stuck up in his own little area up there to find all his little stuff. And then you have to turn back to Sackboy, go back down to the lower part of it and figure out how to get Sackboy to that oh stuff. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so, I mean, that's a design choice. That's how they did it. I, I know that the creators are going to go wild with this stuff and they'll yeah. put all, they'll break things because, you know, this character won't be able to do something or this character will be able to do everything and just break the level. Right, I know right. there's going to be, there's going to be a big learning curve there with everybody trying to integrate these into older levels or even just create new levels with them. Um, so one of the cool things, I mean, they have these things called collectibles. <laughs> there's 300 bells all over. They're in the hubs. Okay. At least as far as I can tell, there's I'm missing six. My God, man. They're not that hard to find. They're just laying everywhere, basically. <laughs> Apparently, six are hard to find because I can't freaking find them to save my life. You'll find out later that that's a bug that they're going to fix in a patch. <laughs> it might be. I was actually thinking that. <laughs> um, Did somebody count these bells? You sure we have 300? <laughs> or they're somewhere else that Nobody I just... Nobody ever get that trophy. I just don't understand. It's it's not for a trophy. What you can do with these things, and this is why I started collecting them, because once I saw what they could do, I was like, all right, now I need these. Um, there is a, a little place called uh, Zoom Zoom's Fashion Emporium in uh -huh. each hub. And it's funny because it's located in an area that only Sackboy can get to. Hmm. In all three hubs, it's built in a way that only Sackboy can reach it. So you have to be Sackboy to get there. So you get up there and you go into the Fashion Emporium, and he has uh, outfits for Sackboy and outfits for whoever the hero is for that hub. Okay. You use those collectibles to buy all these outfits. So you're getting a ton of brand new outfits for Sackboy oh, and cool. the heroes without actually spending any money. That's really cool. It's really cool. It's a great way to get you to do something more in the game, but also to reward you by giving you all this free stuff, you know, yeah, all these, yeah. all these cool new outfits. Odd sock. I, I know I'm down on odd sock a bit, but <laughs> he has an outfit where he's dressed as a horse and he has a little like doll rider on a on cowboy on his back. <laughs> and it is the most awesome thing when he's running through a level and that cowboy is bouncing around on his back. It is so <laughs> freaking funny looking. I love it. Nice. Um, but they all have their own, you know, outfits and everything. And I was able to get all but one at this point because the last one cost 15 bells or 20 bells and I am six bells short uh, and I I'm frustrated because I'm like, I just want that last outfit and I just want to be done. <laughs> uh, so I can't find it. Um, 
You heard it here, folks. This is the first step in him going into the loony bin. Yeah, might be. Um, so, oh, one other interesting thing. <laughs> uh, oh, a really cool thing. Uh, when you get into the game and you're logged in and you play it, like I, I had to go into the menu the first time to find this, but when I came back in on, on my other uh, PS4, it, it popped up on the screen. It says, hey, we noticed from your profile... You have Little Big Planet and Little Big Planet Two content. Nice. Would you like to import it? And I said, "Fuck yeah!" <gasps> so you import this. It's really quick. Nice. And what it's doing, it's bringing in all your collectible stuff, all your uh, patterns and stickers and shapes. Wow. Not your outfits, at least not yet. Huh. Not that I found. Uh, I don't know if that comes tomorrow when the store opens because That's the store. It. You can't get anything from the store right now. It's all kind of, it says there's no content. Um, I'm hoping that it'll pull in all your outfits because I don't want to go into the store and download every freaking outfit all over again. Uh. Um, It should be connected to your profile, so it should be able to pull it all in. Well, should be. Yes. Um, Now, here's where things get interesting. (laughs) Because I moved from one PS4 to the other. Uh-huh. I put my USB stick in and I said, all right, let's get my save file. And I went, 552 megs? What the fuck? What? 552 meg save file. What? That's going to, that's over One gig your... limit on the cloud. Oh my God. <laughs> we need to get rid of this one gig limit on the cloud quick. It's 552 megs because I imported all that shit. But the actual save file, file. Well, the actual save file for the game is 15 megs. Holy! The shit. other 530, whatever it is, uh, 33, whatever it was, 38, 37, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm trying to do math in my head here. Uh, Just stop. That is your little big planet one and two content. Oh my god! They got pulled in. So for me, it was five hundred fifty-two megs. For somebody else, it could be twenty megs. For somebody else, it could be a gig. You don't know. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So forget about using your cloud saves on that if you're pulling in your content because yeah, it's no gonna eat it up like that. Between this and Madden and NBA and what was the other one? There was another one. Between all of them, this one gig limit has to be taken off soon. Yeah. Real soon. It's, it's becoming increasing. I, like I've had, to, I've had to go in the other day and, and make sure that I had room for certain things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So be aware of that. Um, the store itself even though it doesn't work right now, there's no content in it. Uh, The way it's integrated and the layout of it, at least the menu is actually really nice, clean. Nice. It it lists new content, my content, um, you know, featured content, things like that. So you can, it looks like it's pretty easy to navigate and find what you're looking for. Nice. But again, it's not populated with anything as of yet. Wow. Um, there is a new section uh, called Poppet Puzzles, and this is awesome. And this could save the game. <laughs> this could save the game for a lot of people. 
you go into the Puppet Puzzle Academy. Mm-hmm. Larry Da Vinci show, shows up from Little Big Planet Two. Okay, and he's there, and he basically guides you through a bunch of levels that are created to get you very familiar with the create tools while you're in a play mode. Oh, that's cool. So they're teaching you each of the 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 big tools, and there's there's two sections. There's pop it. Puzzle Academy level one and level two. Uh, you go through it and, you know, it'll show you here's, uh, here's the uh, oh, piston basically, mm-hmm. you know, and how it works. And here's how you go into your poppet. Here's how you lay it down, put these two pieces together to, you know, move forward in the level uh, tweak all the settings on it. It really digs into it and, and has you do it, you know, has you really dig into it and, and touch all the different parts of it. Right. And it tells you, you know, mess around with it, try the different things, see how it, how it works. You know, here's the bounce pads, mess with them, mess with the way they, they, uh, the height that they'll give you and everything. And you can see it all happen. It's a beautiful way to teach you that's cool yeah all the tools and make it fun not just a static okay this is this tool and blah blah blah, you know it's part of a level and it's part of a part of a a place where you're actually collecting you know the prize bubbles and all kinds of things and it's really really cool nice it's a fantastic way to do it i wish they had done it a long time ago (laughs) um but it's great. And I, I think if people take the time to go through it, if people really want to create in this and they're new to it or they're, you know, they're decent at it, but not great, go through this yeah, yeah. because it takes time to get through them. I, I, I played through the entire first uh, academy and graduated. I got a little graduation gown and cap <laughs> and my sack boy has been wearing that ever since. Oh boy. Um, and then there's a second level. I started to play the second level and I was, it's, it's involved and yeah. it's long. So I was like, all right, just set this aside for now. I need to, I get it. I understand how this works. Now let me move on to the rest of the game so I can finish this review. Um, but I'm going to go back and I'm going to play with it. It's, but it's daunting. You know, you get into create mode and you have this big blank canvas. And it's, oh, where do you start? It and scares what do you do? me still. It, it It is. It's a very scary thing to jump into. Seeing how some of the, some of the tools work and how you can work with them and integrate them and add them. It, it's very, very helpful. Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing that they've done in this one and they've talked about it is the thermometer, um, which man on the PSP, <laughs> you'd start the create mode up and you were almost full. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically how much room you have to create a level. Yeah, in the memory, uh, and it whatever. was always limited. Yeah, with yeah. with the memory. What they've done now, I I would assume this works on the PS3 as well. On the PS4, at least, the thermometer is only limited by how much space you have on your hard drive. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so you could go absolutely insane. Yikes! And make big ass crazy connected levels, you know, and they've been doing that for a while there where you can stitch levels together and, and make this huge story thing if you want. So now 
two terabyte hard drive. <laughs> you could go nuts. <laughs> you could absolutely go nuts. Nice. Uh, so that's great. It's it's a beautiful beautiful thing that they've added like that. Um, the visuals, it looks great. There's fantastic lighting, uh, really cool reflections and shadows and things like that. Um, the water is. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it really, really is. Um, the audio is fantastic. Stephen Fry, the voice, is back. The voice of Little Big Planet. Yep. Uh, Hugh Laurie. Which is awesome. Is one of the main villains. Well, the um, funny thing is, I think I mentioned this before, but nobody realizes, but Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie actually did a show on the BBC years ago. Yeah. And it was a comedy yeah. show. So yep. they worked together very well. And I know Nolan North is in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I forget who else. I had a list at some point, and I forget who they all were. Um, the music, just like every other Little Big Planet, fantastic, yeah. off the charts. Just and and I watched the credits after uh, I finished the story, and just the staggering amount of musicians and and pieces that are in the game. I couldn't believe it as they were all rolling past and more come and more and more and more and more. It's amazing. I'm like, how do you pay all those people and still make a profit on this game? Well, it very likely could be they're all Sony artists. (laughs) It's possible. Um, It's pretty amazing though. Um, It's pretty fantastic. Um, So the music is great. That's all good. Um, the online works just the same way it always did. Yeah. You know, you'll start a level, you get a message uh, that says there are other sack folk playing here. Do you want to join them? Say yes. You jump right in with them. It, just like any little big planet, I wouldn't do that to a level you've never been to. Sure. Because you get dropped possibly in the middle or near the end of the level. And you're like, wait, what, where am I? What's going on? (laughs) And you miss half the stuff. Uh, So if you're playing for the first time, try to play through it on your own or, or get local friends or, you know, get friends online and start at the beginning together and, and go through and then go jump in and mess, mess around with (laughs) other people to try to find stuff you couldn't find. Well, that's the beauty of the party system on the PS4 though. It's so much easier to do something like that now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's one of the other things, you know, they've, they've done a lot with the PS4. Um, because obviously with the way the PS4 works, versus how it was kind of kludgy put together on the PS3 for multiple people. You turn on a controller and the message, you know, the screen pops up. Who is this? You pick your, you know, you pick who you are, you know, it's me, it's Lou, it's Mason, it's whoever, it's a guest. And, you know, your profile comes in, all your little big planet stuff, if you have it, so you can, you know, be your own sack boy, sack girl, you know, whoever you want to be and you get all your own trophies, you get all your own stats, everything. It's so, it works just beautifully. Nice. It's, it's great. Uh, share play does work. Um, from what I could see, I, that we were talking about that. I think before we recorded, I should have grabbed you and gotten you on there. Yeah. 
uh, pulled you in to try it. Um, it's, you know, the online is really good. Uh, the creation stuff, that's, that's the biggest part of this. What's the bread and butter. And that's really where this thing will live or die. It's going to live. I mean, it's a little big planet. There's obviously a massive community out there for it. And they've been hungering for this, you know, waiting for this. One of the really cool things is a bunch of the tools, uh, I think it was 10 tools uh, that were only in Little Big Planet Vita will now be available in Little Big Planet 3. Yeah. So that's pretty awesome because the Vita had some really, really cool stuff. Uh, you know, some of it was was made specifically for the Vita with the two touch screens and everything like that. Um, but it had some cool stuff that just never made it to any of the other games. And now it's there. Nice. So. Um, it's good. You know, it's, it's a really good game. It's a really good platform to build off of. Um, I was disappointed in the more bugginess that I was running into knowing that some are definitely getting fixed, but knowing that some may not even be on the radar. Um, I was disappointed that there wasn't really anything built out in the adventure mode for Sackboy or for Odd Sock and Toggle and Swoop and Sackboy all together. Um, you know, there was just the one level that I found where right. you get them all together. Right. Uh, the rest of it, they're, they're pretty much segregated out. And hmm. that was a huge disappointment um, because I really wanted to see that as, as how this works. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's, it's one of those things that the game you know, once you get through the story, the game is then only as good as the community levels that come along. Right. Uh, so that's what you're left with at this point. Uh, the Poppet Academy will help immensely if people go through it and really take the time to learn it. Uh, and we could be on the verge of some fantastic levels from people. Uh, but it's kind of a wait and see at this point. Sure. Um so I give this one an 8.5. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Well, let's skip emails this week. That's a good idea. Yeah. We've had two really long shows. We can go with a shorter one, which is still going to be like almost three hours. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Three hours. Yeah. I just so, over. Uh, let's bring this up really quick. Uh, again, in case you missed it, we are definitely going to be at the PlayStation experience. Um, in Las Vegas on the 6th and 7th. We're still kind of bouncing some ideas around. Maybe we definitely want to do some kind of a meetup with everybody that, that's going to be there. We just don't know what we can do yet. Um, obviously, if we if we end up doing the podcast live, that will kind of do that whole thing. Uh, but we're still working some stuff out with Sony. They're trying to actually find us a space and everything, which is awesome. Um, so until we have... More details. We just can't really plan anything yet. Obviously, it's only a couple weeks from now, but hopefully, we'll have uh, some of those details very soon, and, and we can, de- you know, we'll, we'll put some stuff up on the website and, and Twitter and everything else once we figure it all out. Uh, but we will definitely be there. Uh, you know, if you if y'all see us, come up, say hi to us, please. We, we'd love to meet everybody. Uh, I mean, that's the whole idea behind this is that it's uh, a community event, and and you know, we're community, yo. So 
Uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more details next week on the podcast and uh, we can get everything planned. Uh, also, Extra Life. So I, ha- I had to do everything by hand uh, because every- they had a big Extra Life or CMN event down in Florida all week this week and there was nobody in the office to send me the data. So I spent pretty much all day today getting a lot of that done. I still have some more to do from our team members, uh, so people that donated to our team members. Uh, so I have to get that done. Then I have to figure out how, how many tickets everybody has. And then I have to uh, assign all those ticket numbers before I do the raffle. So unfortunately, I'm going to be gone, like I said, up to my house because uh, I'm moving back to Marshfield. So I need to get up there and get some stuff ready to go. And I have no internet in that house at all. So, uh, And I'm going to be busy cleaning the house and everything. So uh, I'm hoping and I'm really aiming toward doing the raffle uh, this coming Monday in the afternoon, and I'll do it on Twitch really quick. We'll put the replay up on YouTube, and obviously we'll get that whole list uh, posted up on our website as well. So if you can't make the stream, it's not a big deal. You know, we'll have everything done, and, and hopefully we can start getting uh, prizes sent out like ASAP. So uh, apologies for the lateness. Like I said, I was kind of waiting on Extra Life to send that stuff, and then I realized, holy shit, there's nobody there. Uh, so I kind of sat down all day today. I started pretty early this morning and just busted ass. And got all that done. Um, so, wow, we have so many donors. <laughs> it's, which is great. <laughs> it was funny. I was like sitting there like, oh, my God, this is such a huge list. And then I went, oh, my God, this is such a huge list. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's pretty awesome to go through all this stuff. Uh, but thank you for your patience, folks. I'll get it done as soon as I can. It's just real life is getting in the way right now. And, uh, I mean, I need to get out of this apartment, not this weekend, but the weekend after Thanksgiving, actually. So, I got to get stuff packed. I got to get the house ready to go. And, uh, yeah. So, and hopefully I'll have a fun, fun, exciting announcement maybe within about a month or so once I get everything figured out. So, anyway. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. So, if you want to reach us, you can do that a lot of different ways. Uh, you can send us an email at podcast at psnation.com or you can go over to psnation.com. Look on the left side there, uh, slide down where that PayPal link is, and there's a contact us section. Uh, you can click the button to just shoot us an email there. Uh, you can actually find our voicemail line there. You can find our uh, Skype name there so you can Skype us. If you want to uh, leave us a voicemail on Skype, you can do that by calling WDT-Torgo. Or you can call us on our regular voicemail line, which is 408-657-VITA. That's 408-657-8482. Uh, don't forget our Facebook group and page. So go over and like that page and then join the group so you can have one of these insane conversations that's been going on lately. Holy crap. People have been talkative on Facebook. Uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, you can find us over at Stitcher.com on the Stitcher app or anywhere else Stitcher is. And uh, you just go to the video game section. You'll find us there. We're usually pretty far up on that list. You can also follow us on Twitter. You can follow Josh directly at PJF Josh, or you can follow the main account at PS Nation. Uh, don't forget VGEVO.com and our fine partners on the podcast network over there. Uh, and also, don't forget our affiliate links section over at PSNation.com. Come on, folks. Black Friday is coming up soon. The holidays are coming up. You're going to be doing some shopping. Uh, maybe check to see if we have a link for the store that you're looking for and uh, just click on that link. takes you to the store. doesn't change anything for your experience, but we get a little piece of the action. helps us pay for the bills, and uh, that's, that's really important to us. So uh, thank you, everybody, for using those. Sincerely, it's awesome. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes very much. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Anything else, Josh? Nope. All right. Go by Never Alone.
<laughs> yes, do it. I'm going to buy it. Love it. I'm going to buy it with my own money. I don't even have a job, but I'm going to buy it. All right. Until next week, thanks very much for sticking with us. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Hopefully, we'll have a nice big update for you all next week for PlayStation Experience. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Robert Kelly! What's up? How we doing, B-Town? What's up? I'm here. I can't believe it. Yeah. My my home. Because I'm in some shitty places. Ugh, I was in Atlantic City. You ever go to Atlantic City? It's awful. It's like Vegas with AIDS. <laughs> I like New York. I love New York City. My favorite. Boston, New York, my favorite. Las Vegas, third favorite. Love that place. Crazy. I hate their stupid slogan. Sucks ass, though. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Go fuck yourself. What happens in Vegas is awesome. You tell everybody you know. <laughs> Bang five chicks in a balcony with Bon Jovi. You should wake your parents up as soon as you get home. Mom, dad, get the fuck out of bed. And guess what happened in Vegas? Fuck, he's saying, shut you the hell. He was naked. I slapped his ass. Fucking love Vegas. <laughs> what happens in the backwoods of West Virginia should stay in the backwoods of West Virginia. That should be their slogan. <laughs> I got drunk and fucked my uncle. Oh, well, remember our slogan. We made that for you and your family, Earl. (laughs) 